Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily. Then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. And you can do that all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, and this is my personal testimony, of course, I feel like having options like video podcasts and Q&A and polls has let me be creative on another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Previously on Lonely Boys. Don't you have a guest to attend to? It appears I already did, a year ago. I should have noticed in the elevator. How many women can put their legs behind there? Hey, um, you want to go for a walk? Okay, sure. Boy, I'll see you at the elevator. Right. <laughs> you know, Chuck, now, now that Wes is fucking out of here, just because you're bored with your own life doesn't mean you have to make everyone around you miserable. That West guy is actually really interesting. Uh, for your information, <laughs> you don't live here yet. Please. After what you did at the Kiss on the Lips party last year, a very normal thing for an event to be called, like I would ever live in the same house as you. You know, you're lucky I didn't tell my dad, because if I did, he would make Lily choose, us or you, and I wonder who she'd pick. You really think I care if Lily kicks me out? Yeah, I do, because you lost Blair, and now she's dating your best friend. And therefore, the only human contact that you don't pay for is the people in this house. And knowing you, you'd screw that up too. Are you coming back? Upper East Siders, and welcome back to another episode of the Lonely Boys podcast. My name is Matt. I am one of your titular Lonely Boys, and I'm here to break down Season 2, Episode 22 of Gossip Girl, titled Southern Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. I am not here by myself. I am here with my co-host, and I have so much love in my heart for this girl, Brendan Ruppel. Hello, I am your co-host, the Creepy Uncle of Podcasting, a.k.a. Uncle Cream, hi diddly ho to Cream Nation, recording live, as always, from the Creamatorium. Editor-in-chief at Cream Weekly is here, reporting for duty. What's up? Wow, that was an uncharacteristically uh, nice introduction by me this week. <laughs> yeah, we, we get one of those once in a while. Um, well, because, yeah, I think I said it. one out of every ten. When we were on the, the Boy Meets World podcast, I said, sometimes they're nice, and you said, you challenged me and said, really, I don't remember ever that happening. <laughs> Uh, so remember this one for the next time Don't we go on. Um, yeah, we are. We're not here, just the two of us again. I mean, we thought we might not have a guest this week, but um, no. I've been uh, back in June 2022. I was a substitute teacher, but today we have a substitute guest for oh. the podcast, Brendan. Isn't that how's that for a segue? I know, and and we've had this uh, kind of locked and loaded for a long time, just in case this happened, and just because we had that option made me excited to use it. So I've been hoping someone had to drop out for a long time <laughs> so we can uh, use it our guest. It finally guesting. worked. Yeah. Uh, you know, he he came on. So spoiler, this, this is someone who's been on before. Uh, he came on once earlier in the season and he, he was livid when he tried to book another episode and found out there wasn't any available until season four. Because you know me, I'll always be booking. That's my motto. Always. I'm booking these episodes way in advance. So he said, OK, how about this? If someone drops out, I'm your guy. And as luck would have it. Our scheduled guest for today is a new father, and uh, he, he'll oh. be the first to admit that he he underestimated how tough it might be uh, taking care of a newborn baby and, and putting her to sleep while at the same time trying to record a podcast. So he he's going to reschedule, and instead, we have 
someone who's been on before, like I said. He'll, he'll join he'll join the illustrious uh, two-timers club. He'll be the fifth member, I think, in addition to uh, the likes of former co-worker of the pod and former girlfriend of the pod, Nicole. Wow. Um, he'll be joining Kirsten McInnes. He'll be joining Mel G. Served. Uh, he'll be joining Naomi Calhoun. Uh, so member number five. Hopefully I'm not forgetting anyone, but uh, please welcome back to the podcast, the Mononymous, Scally. Scally, how are you? Oh, hello, hello. I didn't expect you guys to walk in on me drinking alone in the Lonely Boy's Loft, but uh, here I am. <laughs> yeah, who let you in? Who, who let you in? <laughs> uh, I do have a fantastic business opportunity for you, though. Excellent. So. <laughs> I didn't even know we had a loft. Is the opportunity that your Airbnb are Lonely Boy's Loft that you just built? <laughs> that is it. No, I uh, am very glad to be here. As you said, I uh, really started Gossip Girl as uh, talked about on this podcast once or twice because and said uh, because of this podcast said that once you guys started podcasting about it, I will start the show and figured, you know what, I'm just going to follow along. I'm going to binge a little bit ahead until I can find the episodes I want, but I want to come in with some fresh takes and stupid of me to think that this podcast would not book three and a half years in advance. <laughs> So don't even try right. booking a Long spot, spot on the podcast. <laughs> exactly. So uh, no one else try to take the sub spot. That's mine. Yeah, that <laughs> is tougher, yours. It's tougher to get on. It's tougher to get on this podcast than it was to get Hamilton tickets back in the day. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> so, so how has your uh, Gossip Girl journey been going since the last time you were on? It's good. Well, I did pick it up for a little bit. I am uh, at least into season four, as you said, because I needed to make sure that I locked in that one uh, <laughs> before all the good ones got taken, at least, or all of them got taken, uh, <laughs> more like. So uh, I'm very much enjoying my Gossip Girl binge. Pause down for a minute because I didn't want to get all the way to the end uh, in case my sub spot did come in, but uh, very much enjoying Gossip Girl. And has uh, has your favorite or least favorite character changed since the last time you were here? Um, I would say that they have changed. I definitely feel like I feel probably even more strongly about some of my takes, um, including, uh, I would say, I'll hold on to some of them. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for now, I would say that I am enjoying Blair more at this point in the series that we're uh, talking about uh, than I was probably early in season two. Iconic. That, <laughs> so, I mean... And the quickest way to my heart is Blair Waldorf love, so yeah, we're off to a great start. <laughs> um, I think people I guess they're learning the trick now to get on my good side. They just come in here, praise Blair, and then and then we're we're off. Yeah, that's so, what. Whenever uh, I know you're pissed off at me in person too, I'll just go Blair and then raise waggle my eyebrows, and you're all yeah. in good spirits again. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I was pissed that you were late to this podcast, and you just said you just said Blair, Blair and I calmed Waller? down. Okay, right. yeah. it's a it's a real like, right. serenity now for me. <laughs> So uh, let's just get into it. Georgina Sparks returns to the Upper East Side after undergoing a major transformation. Chuck and Nate find themselves at a major crossroads in their relationship as it pertains to their mutual interest in Blair. Serena finds her relationship with Gabriel growing more complicated. And Brendan, title of this episode is Southern Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. What is this a reference to? Mm, Some gentlemen prefer blondes? Uh, (laughs) I like your unsure uh, (laughs) trailing off at the end there. (laughs) The title reference is to the 1949 musical, Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. Fuck! One word off. Mm. Uh, Everyone is laughing now. Yeah, cue laugh track. Um, (laughs) You are now down to 500 again. You're 11 for 22. It's a real race. After this, there's three more episodes, so uh, you need to go two for three to get over 500 for the season. Very uh, exciting stuff. Right at the end of that, they throw in a 
1940s one at me. It's sometimes they cruise <laughs> along, and sometimes they throw this shit. Yeah, um, man. Next week, well, I won't spoil next next week, but I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping that you can get it. We'll we'll see. Okay. Stay tuned so for next week. So one of the next three should be was... uh, a softball pitch. I hope so. Um, so original air date. April 27th, 2009, we are uh, getting down to the, the end of the season. This is the fourth to last episode, and we're going to start off with Blair in the village. Uh, she's still complaining about potentially having to go to NYU because we all know how she feels about ironic facial hair. And then I feel like you'd be a big fan of ironic facial hair. Oh, definitely. Like, I love guys with uh, huge curly mustaches, like a Raleigh Fingers type. <laughs> yeah, I had a feeling. I had a feeling that that was your wheelhouse. If I for could whatever grow reason. it, I would, I would do something of the sort. I, d- I just can't. I have, I have the... Most pedophilic um, tendencies and facial hair, if, if I were to grow anything. Is this the first time the uh, adverb pedophilic has been used on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> a, great, a great SAT word. <laughs> yeah, one of the SAT words that was only put in my practice book for some reason. <laughs> so, uh, Nate's trying to cheer Blair up by reminding her she's lucky she got into school at all. So I guess it is official. She must have aced her interview. She got into NYU. And she's also lucky to be in the same city as her amazing boyfriend. So Nate knows everything about this part of town. He's eager to show Blair the ropes, all the essentials, like where to get the best latte, the best slice, the best pot dealer. And uh, also to teach Blair how to ride the subway. Now, remember, last season... When uh, Nate was talking to Vanessa, Nate had never ridden the subway before. It was a big plot point in that one episode. And now I guess in a year's time, he has not only ridden it, but uh, he's now an expert and he's going to teach Blair. So yeah, two things to growth. say here. Um, one that's a, a callback to what we uh, you brought up earlier and just kind of perused past. Nicole, uh, former girlfriend of the pod and former coworker of the pod. That's um, right. Her, her mother has also famously never ridden the subway. Uh, which is insane because she's been a lifelong Long Islander. (laughs) Just has not (laughs) gone to the city and used the subway. It's one of the most insane things I've ever heard in my entire life. Um, But bringing up Nicole, we do have to make some things canon here because you you kind of just said two things that she was former of and didn't uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) to say what reasons were that they're not. So you're not not her. Oh, yeah, she got fired and you dumped her. She got fired and I dumped her. (laughs) Okay, so we're all on the same page. (laughs) That's the canon of the Okay, good, thank God. <laughs> what actually yeah, happened wanna... is Gagan uh, was just working with her for the summer, and then she's now the fiance of the pod. Yeah, breaking news. I so, didn't want to break the news for you. Yeah, but I, I, I like what you. Head, I thought what you did was funny, though. So oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. all around, and, so, and uh, uh, let's move on. Great, uh, Brendan. <laughs> uh, you you proposed canonically, and also <laughs> just for the sake of of the podcast, so that we could call her fiance of the pod now, right? Yes. Okay, That's great. It. So now that wow. now that we've gotten past well, congratulations that. to the podcast on their engagement. Yes, yes, we are very happy <laughs> to all of us. Yes, as a as a podcast, we are very happy to have a fiance now. Also, while we're on these like life moments sort of things, I when you mentioned the thing about the dad of someone being a dad, I thought you were saying that Scally was the new dad. Oh, like, no, oh my no. god, Scally! <laughs> Scally is someone who, who uh, does not ha- is not fathering a newborn right now, so he was able to come <laughs> onto the podcast. I thought because yes. he had the new like the. I don't know where my head's at today, but I thought <laughs> the reason why he could be on is because of the newborn child. And like, that doesn't make any sense. But I'm happy I for hope him. no one else I'm, is very happy for you. sending sending Scally some congratulations <laughs> tweets right now. 
<laughs> yeah, that would be uh, quite the update that I would be <laughs> very surprised to be hearing myself. Yeah. Thank you for saving the news for Lonely Boys. <laughs> yeah, you know, I <laughs> Breaking everything here. <laughs> if I was going to break it anywhere, yeah, this you, would be it. Yeah. If you do have any, uh, any, any fans out there, you have a lot of life news to update your friends and family on, come on here. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, Rufus is antique shopping with his kids. They're celebrating Dan, I guess, about to graduate high school, and they're celebrating by going antiquing. Uh, Rufus notably puts on a fedora in this scene. Uh, <laughs> was he pulling it off? I don't think nope. he was. <laughs> nope, I don't think anyone pulls off As a fedora. As the great Jordan Peele but... says often. Nope. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, to quote the great Jordan <laughs> Peele. Um, Rufus is such a loser in this scene. He's pretending he's this big, like this big shot, cool dad. Uh, he's apparently sold his art gallery for three times what he paid for. So three thousand dollars. I would say I'd like to meet the fool that got ripped off on his art gallery <laughs> deal, but apparently he doesn't exist. I don't know where the confusion came in here because Rufus is claiming that he sold. Like, I, does he not say he sold it for three times what he paid for? And then later in the episode, he's going to be like, "Yeah, my real estate agent says she can't sell the place and probably won't for months." Rufus's uh, financial ordeals in this episode are such a roller coaster. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand the, what happens. Maybe like you. one of the best jokes of the entire series to this point is uh, about Rufus's wallet in this episode. And it really <laughs> makes me happy and cracks me up. And I feel bad for Dan. We'll, we'll get to that later. Rufus is just, a, just such an idiot. I may have missed this joke, so you'll, you'll have to fill me in. I don't, it's not it. like a joke, but... It's more what I think is going to happen moving forward the rest of this season. Um, so it's it's more towards All right, the end of this well, episode. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to Ooh. it. So, yeah, so uh, they're celebrating. He's rewarding his kid with antiques, I guess. I don't know. If I were Dan <laughs> or Jenny, I would ask him to reward me in literally any other way. But Ru Rufus is going to have enough money, according to him, to send both of his kids to school and to have some breathing room to figure out what he wants to do next. I feel like Rufus already has that breathing room. Her name is Lily. I, I don't think he needs this this art deal to go through for him to figure out yeah, what he wants insane. to do next. Especially because like, they, they buy him the ring later on. And like, you know what? I think I'm still going to be able to figure it out. Like, yeah, well, now you, she, you're actually, actually going to be your wife. So she better Can we fucking stop? <laughs> Can we stop pretending like he doesn't have unlimited funds by dating Lily? I don't understand what the charade is here. I don't know. Their estimated worth was only in the multi-millions of dollars, not yeah. billions. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> On right. a real budget. Hard times for Rufus. Um, so Benny wants Rufus to take cooking classes because even she is getting tired of the waffles, which seems like blasphemy here. Uh, Rufus <laughs> loves making his waffles. And uh, Dan calls Jenny over to check out what his dad was looking at, and it was a ring. So, I mean, I don't know. It, do you think they were inspired by you at all, Brendan, after you proposed to I thought to, that. Uh, I thought that kind of me up. Yeah. I was going to ask, yeah, I was going to ask if you got uh, kind of inspired by this episode, but I think you proposed before watching this episode. That is true. I, and I would have said, like, oh, you know what? That's a pretty good idea. And then got out, gone out and gotten a ring. I, I would have I admitted to that, but I did watch it just before we recorded this, so. Okay, that makes sense. So Blair and Serena are chatting. Uh, Blair's still kidding herself that she likes Nate more than Chuck. And she wants to know what's going on in Serena's love life, asks her how the foreigner is. And we get the great exchange where Serena's like, Blair, Gabriel's from North Carolina. That's in the United States. <laughs> and she says, not by choice. Let me remind you of a little thing called the Civil War. Wait, I, does Blair just call all Southern people foreigners? Because that's a delightful like little that. work. If, yeah. if so. yeah, That's great. <laughs> it's the foreigners. <laughs> Anyone who has a Confederate flag on their truck is a foreigner. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, just because you live in the South hopefully doesn't mean hopefully. you have that Confederate flag on your truck. But uh, I, I haven't seen that um, on anything Gabriel has been, has been. We haven't seen Gabriel's truck, if he has one. We haven't, yeah, we haven't seen him be racist yet. 
Yeah, yet. yet. And hopefully never will. Because Gabriel, not a fan of Gabriel, but at least he has not been racist yet. Yeah, it's definitely a point in his favor so far. But yeah, uh, so, speaking of Blair, though, she has had she she has the best Blair uh, episode as far as like one off and just like phrases that she says today are just like she's putting on a comedic clinic and uh, no one can catch up with her and keep up with her. Yeah, yeah, she's very good. We'll we'll touch on some of them as we get to them. She's but just so silly. she's so whimsical all episode long. She is, and you know this episode she's. She just, she's like begging Serena here to have a classic Blair Serena mess around. And she like desperately wants to track Gabriel and spy on him, find out what he's up to. She says Dorota is a great help with surveillance equipment, which <laughs> yeah, that's the tag team we all deserve. It, a, a, it would be a great change of pace for Blair, whose scheming is not usually this lighthearted. She's usually trying to like ruin someone's life. And for this one, she's really just trying to help her friend out, exposing Gabriel. And obviously like trying to get closer to Chuck like while not admitting that to herself fully. But sure. she's always doing something for Serena when she's, you know, kidding herself. Absolutely. Um, Blair just wants to have some fun with her best friend Serena right now. Serena's not having it. She's she's too busy thinking about Gabriel. So we go back to Chuck on the basketball court. And uh, <laughs> he he tells Nate, well, you suck more than usual today, which was almost how I greeted you today, Brendan. But I figured I would go the nice route instead. <laughs> oh, that would be good. Yeah, that would have been a good one. But this show really tries to sell us every so often that Chuck balls up on occasion. Um, although, very disappointing he's not in one of his iconic basketball outfits today. No, he's still dressed insane for basketball, though. Like, he's wearing, like, a, a dress shirt and an ascot. Is that what you would call yeah. that thing? Yeah, I don't I like know why. Velour jacket was pretty iconic, <laughs> I will say. <laughs> That's true. I, I'm really just, like, usually he's wearing, like, a... Uh, he just like the colors... Usually yeah, like like exciting. a some kind of jumpsuit or something. But this, yeah. I mean, this, definitely an absurd thing to play basketball in. Um, Eight is finding it awkward to talk to Chuck about Blair because of the circumstances, but Chuck's assuring them it's all right. You know, um, we also see Chuck start to shoot the basketball here, and then and then it cuts to the ball going straight in the Classic. hoop. So I, I think that has to be the magic of editing here. I don't think I don't yeah. think Ed Westwick is really hitting these shots. <laughs> Yeah, Chuck, great basketball player. Ed Westwick, no talents. <laughs> no talents, no not a one. No way. So Nate is uh, starting to have his doubts about next year because Blair refuses to ride the subway, and they're just too far apart. I mean, Yale is even further away, so I don't know, like, what were they planning on doing to begin with? Nate should be counting his blessings right now. They're both going to school in New York City. Like, what? <laughs> I mean, as things stand, it's it's about as good as they're going, apart from, like, going to the same school. Yeah, well, I mean, I will say my freshman year roommate and his girlfriend did break up because one of them lived on North Campus and one of them lived on South Campus, which wow. was a 15-minute walk, and neither one of them wanted to do it, so uh, that didn't go well. Uh, <laughs> and that was a decently... That's what it was called, basically. Um, and also did look this up. I mean, I don't always trust a Google Maps of New York City, but the thirty-minute subway, uh, thirty-minute subway ride, as opposed to what was currently a twenty-eight-minute drive from Columbia to, N to NYU, <laughs> doesn't really hold up on the show. <laughs> would have taken the car service and, and probably yeah. would have beaten the subway. I was going to say, are they only? traveling from class to class during rush hour like i don't understand like i've always yeah, exactly. had a better time traveling by car in the city than subway no nate, nate says it could take hours if with traffic yes. yeah <laughs> so, yeah right i don't know about that i think nate's just trying to humble blair with the subway i think so <laughs> so um 
Chuck tells Nate that, you know, Nate won, he lost, he's out of the game now. Classic, uh, referring to Blair as uh, sort of a prize to be won instead of a, a human being, but uh, that's that's just how it goes. So Nate, Nate is also going to sink a bucket to end the scene here. Um, I'm more ready to believe that Chase Crawford is... Yeah, uh, yeah. Thinking some buckets here, but I still don't think it's I the think, same kind I still of think that was some, away, some though, editing. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know who's back, Brendan? Disgraced cannibal Army Hammer is back in this episode, reprising his role, of course, as Gabriel. <laughs> kind of crazy that he's been in three consecutive episodes now, and yet I feel like even the biggest Gossip Girl fans do not remember him on the show. I like to think that I didn't watch the credits, obviously, but I like to think in the credits it does say disgraced cannibal army hammer. <laughs> you think they knew? You think they knew what was going to happen? Down no, like, I think on HBO Max now they've uh, retro. Oh, they they've rebooted. They yeah, <laughs> I do believe there was some uh, rumors that he was not the best to work with on set, which led to his very. Uh, short stint mm. here. I, I mean, I believe it. I believe it. And it's not like they're missing much of anything because he is uh, whatever the opposite of electric is on screen. He is giving us <laughs> is we, nothing. He's not even, it's not nothing because we've had some Serena nothing boyfriends before. He's just strange. He's a strange actor. Yeah, I I think I think it's time we say Army Hammer is a bad actor. I think. <laughs> he's funny though. Like Funny because of he's he's almost like uh, you have to do a class project and make a video for your, your Italian class and he's that kind of acting. So I guess bad, but but funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like amateur, but but yeah, meanwhile yeah. this is a this is a a Hollywood actor that is books that I mean for a while did book a lot of roles. Yeah. So can I give you my my theory now that we're we're talking about it? Um, yeah, sure. Not that not that Rufus theory, but a similar uh, kind of vein. I think what he is trying to do with all this money is buy the expensive and decadent human meat. You think that's what's happening? Here? I think that's what <laughs> you think. You think they modeled his character after, after what was going on behind the scenes? I, I think so. <laughs> well, it's crazy that uh, more people don't remember uh, this character on the show because with, with stories like, that end with, uh, my grandfather says, if it's menthol you want, it's menthol you're going to get. <laughs> that, I don't know how he wasn't more popular. <laughs> that was almost my joke of the episode. I just, I, <laughs> I like. Um, the idea of opening up any random conversation with that. I think it's really funny. I, I think if I had a TV show, I would open up every scene with someone saying that to somebody else. <laughs> My grandfather says it's mental. <laughs> it's mental you get. And Rufus and Lily are just like, whoa, wow, that's cool. <laughs> like, are they amazed by some some guy in like the cigarette industry? Like big tobacco? Yeah, like, Why yeah, are they so impressed by that? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's also a very quiet episode for Lily. Like she hosts a party, but all she gets to do here is like say, "Wow, big tobacco," and then also like, <laughs> "Wow, I'm gonna give you all of my money." <laughs> like, yeah, Rufus, so, Rufus seems like the last person that would be impressed by uh, someone out of the family of big tobacco. I don't know. Well, hey, he's he's gonna marry into the family soon. He's got to be, you know, what all the other rich people do. Yeah, he's corrupted already. Already, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we knew that Rufus would sell out. It definitely wouldn't take much. So he's done it before. Yeah, he pretends like he has all these morals and stuff, but I, it, you know, I, I can see through that. Um, so yeah, Serena and Gabriel are charming over Lily and Rufus. Uh, Gabriel allegedly wants to do something positive instead of the whole big tobacco thing. So he started researching technologies and found a company that wants to provide wireless access to the developing world. And he's backing them, but his parents see it as a big betrayal. Um, on the plus side, I know for a fact that Gabriel would never be able to con me because he would have me falling asleep by the end of his first sentence to me. <laughs> I, I'm glad that you recapped this part because I didn't know what his business plan was at all. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, Rufus is the perfect sucker for this, though, because he, I mean, at least he thinks he has some money now. Uh, he, he wants to trick himself into thinking he's doing a good thing, and he has something to prove for the world. He has the hugest chip on his shoulder that's ever existed. So, like, he is the perfect mark. Like, Gabriel is literally not trying to get he Rufus doesn't to invest. As, as a matter <laughs> of fact, he's trying to, to like, make him not uh, invest, and Rufus is still like, take all of my money. I need to be a part <laughs> <Right>. of this. <laughs> he's got very... Um... Like Jerry from Rick and Morty vibes in this episode. Just... <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Serena tells him to stay, um, but Gabriel's Gabriel's got to go. You know these. You know these. I don't know. I don't know what he says. I keep falling asleep, but I, I don't know why he refuses to hang out with Serena. Is this like part of the ruse, or does he just not want to hang out with? Serena? I think he's busy with the other half of the ruse whenever he's away. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't blame him though. If the plans were to watch a movie with Lily and Rufus, I also would want to leave and make up about just any excuse. <laughs> yeah. Why are they inviting yeah. him to hang out with? Like they're so charmed by him, they want to hang out with him more. Yeah. Watch a movie with us. Come on. It'll be fun. You're so yeah, fun. Let's play on the recliners. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I've got other things to do, I think. Um, and so in what I, world I, where Serena's like, movies are only 80 minutes these days? Like, what yeah. world was that? Yeah, when was, was yes. 2009 a time? Like, I mean, was this before the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Because I feel like average runtime of movies are like two and a half hours these days. Yeah. yeah just that year was like <laughs> a lot of our 20s. <laughs> yeah. Just in 2009, <laughs> everything was 80 minutes. Um, so. Serena needs to let Gabe go here. I, I don't I, like. I don't know what Serena's even ga- gaining by hanging out with this guy. Like I, I don't know. It, w- I, maybe he's a ferocious lover. We ha- we haven't we haven't really seen a coitus scene between the two of them. Lots but of, there must uh, be something nibbling. Lots of fighting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because like Serena is getting nothing out of this relationship, but is still. I mean, as is Serena's whole thing in this show, she is still head over heels for no reason. She loves the same kind of guy every single time. Yeah. Um, so Blair has sent a text to Serena asking if uh, her boyfriend has bailed yet. And Serena replies by telling her to stop spying on her. I feel like this is not the first time that this has happened between these two. No, definitely not. Yeah, I feel like Serena Serena knows for a fact that Blair is just outside of her, of her <laughs> house spying on her right now. Um, and she's not by herself because she has called Chuck. And Nate may have won, but Chuck has something that no one else does, and that is the ability to have an iconic mess around with Blair. And I I get it. She has to call in the big guns for this scheme, and Chuck is more willing, uh, more than willing to comply. Like, Chuck is obviously a pro at the schemes, much like Blair is, and Nate would probably just screw everything up if she even did call Nate to help her out with this one. It's probably true. There's a conversation that happens between uh, Blair and Serena, I want to say, and they talk about how it's nice that her and Nate don't have that much in common because it gives them a lot to talk about. Like, I have been with the same person for a long time and like like eight plus years okay, ago. Okay, brag. Um, big, big brag. <laughs> but I, I, I've only had the case where you get along because you have so much in common. Like, it's not like, oh, we're two different people. Like, no, like I, we like so much of the same shit. That's why, that's why we have a lot to talk about. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> if you don't have anything in common, like, yeah, you could both talk about different things, but you're not going to give a shit what the other person's talking <laughs> like, about. Okay, that's great. I don't, I, I'm not going to look more into that. It's great. Like, imagine Might dating Gabriel and having to hear about Big Tobacco every day or <laughs> whatever he's doing. Might be why Serena maxes out at a three-episode relationship, usually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. They run into things to talk about in three that's, that's episodes. True. It really is a three-episode arc every time. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> Chuck and Blair do find something here as Poppy meets up with Gabriel literally right outside the building. Like, forget Blair and Chuck. Serena could have easily, like, looked out the window and seen this. Like, what the hell are they doing? Yeah, so this this whole thing is strange, too, because this might have been a more interesting 
plot point if they didn't tip us off saying like a few episodes ago saying hey watch out guys uh these two are up to no good so just to just know this you don't know what they're doing yet but just know right. that there is a plot happening Kinda. and we'll tell you about it in four episodes they kind of let us in on the fact that they were deceiving Serena at the end of one of the last couple of episodes. So what? Yeah, what do you think of that? Like, should they have done that? Would it have no, they, they been better have. if we were like just as confused as everyone else was? I, I think that would make more sense because then we would be uh, maybe less on. I, I, I wasn't fully on Serena's side. Like, maybe they kind of wanted us to be because I knew that Blair and Chuck were right the whole time about being suspicious. Right. About but right, Serena yeah, has some good points about of... like I should like can you guys just trust me like but no we shouldn't because right. we were told four episodes not to trust you <laughs> yeah yeah it's definitely an interesting choice I guess the show just wants us to hate Serena so good for them because it's <laughs> yeah, working they really was <laughs> what they did <laughs> it's, this episode is also weird because Gossip Girl uh, as in the voiceover work from Gossip Girl they're, they're doing this like very weird like princess dragon. <laughs> like queen metaphor thing uh-huh. in her voiceovers all episode and it feels very forced and just very weird i don't know why they keep the metaphor going all episode but there's a specific one later in the episode that is so absurd that i just have to flag up like i don't know why they felt the need to like force the this motif into this episode yeah i usually don't get commercials on hbo max but i got a commercial for uh how to train your dragon wouldn't doubt it so blair's on the phone uh she says that they caught that redneck red-handed and she's saying that serena (laughs) must dump gabriel i i love that to blair gabriel is a redneck (laughs) all the south (laughs) slander is so funny (laughs) (laughs) so um good for serena because like she and if we like you were saying if we didn't know uh what the truth was like good for Serena for like staying calm here and saying like, I'm not going to jump to conclusions. She is mad, but she's just going to talk to him about it. Um, although this does go back to Serena always being like way too quick to give anyone the benefit of the doubt. And now she's just giving Gabriel another opportunity to lie to her. So um, I-, I guess there's pros and cons to, to, uh, to this. Um, and Serena is pressing Blair on why she just wasn't hanging out with her boyfriend, but Gabriel is going to interrupt the convo. Uh, I-, I guess he's, kind of one step ahead of Serena here. He's going to confess something to Serena. Maybe maybe he realizes that he shouldn't have been making out with Poppy right out fr- front of her building, so he has to do some damage control. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is fun. He's not worried, though. He's he's feeling like he's, his plan is pretty ironclad. Yeah, and they're good at, like, adjusting the plan as they need to throughout the episode. Right. Like they, they, uh, they, they are pretty good at this. But I think it also so, helps, like you said, that Serena is just so gullible. Yeah, well, that's true. And that's why it's good that we do actually have uh, Blair and Chuck on the case because Poppy and Gabriel against Serena would just be way too easy of a battle. But because Blair and Chuck are on Serena's side, we actually have like a, a clash of the titans here with these with these schemers all going against mm, each other. Yes. And especially when they're going to pull in the big guns with Georgina, it seems, at the end of this episode. Oh, 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 i wait for next week. And Dorota on the sidelines. If they do need Dorota, she's ready with her, uh, her camera and her Mets hat. They're messing, they're ready for the call to the bullpen. <laughs> Dorota's gonna jog in from the from the bullpen <laughs> with her surveillance camera. I can't wait for that. Um, so uh, speaking of confessions here, Blair accidentally lets it slip to Nate that she was with Chuck last night while she was spying on Serena, and she claims it's not a big deal. And Nate agrees, although you can tell it's bothering Nate a little bit. I get it. You know, if I was with Blair as Nate is, it would be impossible not to be charmed by her and just do whatever she was telling me to do. Like if she says, oh, don't worry about it. And like says a little joke and flashes a smile and be like, all right, fine. Whatever you say, Blair. Yeah. What else is Nate going to do? Go back to Vanessa? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I I mean, as we all know, you can only date like members of the show. You cannot go outside the circle to date anyone. So the options are limited. That is true. Um, I also have, have another. I have a lot of good theories this episode. I think that the 
ring Rufus was looking at was for Vanessa. You know what? There were some uh, <laughs> there there was some vibes I was getting that <laughs> you know that I thought some of these scenes with Vanessa and Rufus were going to go in other directions. <laughs> They have a weird. They have a weird relationship, Vanessa and Rufus. Like she's the only one that he this, comes clean to. Yeah, I have never had this like one-on-one, like heart-to-heart bro talk relationship with one of my friend's parents. Like it's like it's so strange. Yeah, that, that that scene too, where he does kind of open up to her, and then it gets depressing, and he's like, "Let's get out of here." He didn't. Yeah, it didn't, yeah. He didn't say, "I gotta go." He said, "Let's go." He said, "Let's get out of here. Let's go. Let's go somewhere more private." Um. Yeah, it, they have a weird relationship. So. Serena is going to ask Gabriel if he's sleeping with Poppy. He says no, not since he met Serena, and that's good enough for Serena. (laughs) Serena, again, also the perfect person to con because, like I said, she's so willing to believe the best in anyone, and Gabe is claiming that he's just pretending to still be with Poppy so she doesn't take away his clients and that he could lose everything if if, uh, she finds out he's still dating Serena. So, um, honestly, like... If we take this at face value, what was Serena thinking dating dating her supposed friend's ex-boyfriend of about five minutes? Like, she waits for them to break up for five minutes and starts dating him. Like, it's a pretty shitty friend move from Serena here. Yeah, I, I don't know what she was thinking, especially because her and Poppy seem, as of uh, the, the middle of the second season, I think, it, it was when we kind of met her a little bit. Um, and they're pretty close. And <laughs> as soon as she finds out that he was with her, she's like, okay, well, once you're done with that, like, we can continue, right? It's, it's so bizarre. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I said, so many people in New York City and everyone on the show is just dating each other. I feel like when you compare it to the rest of how incestuous the cast is in general, that by comparison, it's like seven layers removed. So not <laughs> as true. bad. Right. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Maybe she just figures she's not like, oh, dating Poppy main cast. She knows how it, how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Poppy knows how the Upper East Side is. You know, yeah. it's like if you don't call fives, it's fair game. If you, if you leave the vacation, you know, you're a. You, you know, your boyfriend's in danger of getting swooped up by someone else. So oh, yeah. Serena hears all this, tells Gabriel that she doesn't hate him, but she does hate lying, which is rich coming from Serena because she, Serena is probably the biggest liar on the entire show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, Gabriel. I, I, I guess she is. I, does she like? Does she know she's lying though, or does she believe what she's saying? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, but he's she's telling Gabriel that he has to come clean. She still considers Poppy a friend, so he has to tell her the truth. And Gabe's able to buy himself a week by telling Serena that the contracts will be done in one week. He just needs to pretend until then. And Serena's fine as long as there's nothing physical. And that that's it. I mean, I've been saying this a lot with uh, Army Hammer playing Gabriel, but I, I feel like I don't believe anything he's saying in any scene, and he sucks at conveying any kind of emotion. So I, I don't understand how he ever booked roles. The one, the one person in the entire world that does think he's a good actor is uh, Serena. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> believing everything he says. So, um, Vanessa is back. Feels like it's been a while, and Dan oh, will also bring this up as she does not realize he's a cater waiter now, and he's like, "Where, where the hell have you been?" Like, I'm, I like that. Uh, but why is he wearing his uniform if he's not working right now? I guess I guess he's getting ready to go to work. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe he did, maybe he likes the classic look as Rufus. It was is a classic look. Last week. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's not that far off from something else Dan would wear anyway, though. Of course, he's always right. wearing terrible vests. <laughs> he does love the vest. Yeah, there was an episode where uh, Rufus wore a vest too recently, wasn't there? I think so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, probably runs in the family. Yeah. So. Uh, Vanessa's still working at the Art Gallery Cafe, even though Rufus supposedly sold it, but apparently it hasn't been technically sold yet. And Vanessa seems to be taking it well for someone who may be losing her job slash home if this deal <laughs> does go through. And uh, Jenny comes in, tells Vanessa about the whole Rufus ring thing, and uh, Jenny and Dan say they think it would be weird, but they would ultimately be okay with Rufus marrying Lily. Uh, besides Dan having to share bunk beds with Chuck, which I know Dan was joking, but a very funny scenario. 
<laughs> I definitely would like that. Uh, who would be top and bottom bunk? For some reason, I envisioned Chuck on the top bunk. Mm, it's a power move. He has to have the top bunk. Yeah. I, like when I was envisioning the cutaway scene to them in bunk beds, I saw Dan on the bottom and Chuck on top. It's just where my mind went. I can't explain it. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Either of you had uh, so, bunk beds growing up? Yeah, I, all throughout my childhood. I was top bunk. It did actually as well. You switched off. I switched every night? Off. Yeah. Every other? Yeah. No, not every <laughs> night. Every like month or so. I really? forget what it was. Huh. Yeah. Wow. I was always top bunk. Brendan, did you have bunk I beds? I did. I was a top bunk boy too. Uh, top bunk boys. Yeah. Should we name, rename the podcast? Top bunk boys. Top bunk boys, baby. <laughs> My poor little sister would get a golden shower every night. Wow. Jesus. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> All right. Save, save that for the after hours section of the podcast. Jeez. Um, do you think I went that, to bed, uh, okay? With, Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, do you think with all the ring talk in this episode uh, that Rufus and Lily are, in fact, heading towards marriage? Is that where their story is going? I do think so, and I do hope so. And I never know why, because, uh, like we all know, Lily is my true love and hopefully will be yes, of the uh, the actual wife of the pot someday. And <laughs> I don't like like Rufus is such, like, so stupid and so shitty to watch. Um, but I really root for their relationship maybe just because i like lily so much i just want her to be happy and for some reason she makes she is happy by rufus i i just don't get it so i i do hope that they uh continue on with these steps because they, i mean they've been like the, the shrewest love story of the show so far honestly like the, like the least annoying love story out of all the love triangles and duos that have been on and off on again off again the two of them has been, have been the most compelling, so I, I hope it just continues to uh, to go in the right direction. All right. Well, uh, we will see if that prediction comes true. And Vanessa thinks that Dan and Jenny should tell Rufus that they support him getting married to Lily. But at that moment, Rufus comes in and is very frantically yelling at someone on the phone. This seemed like, like speaking of some unbelievable acting, this seemed like some big overacting here. Like, he is just like... <laughs> Uh, like an Italian group project, as you would put it. Yeah. He's, just, he's in here. He's just like not having a conversation, just like doing frantic yelling into the phone, yelling no a bunch of times, waving one so arm absurd. around. <laughs> yeah, it was so absurd. <laughs> um, so we will go to Serena is trying on a dress with Blair, and Blair is rightfully calling out Serena for staying with Gabriel, and Serena is getting mad at her. Um, according to Serena, she doesn't need proof that he's going to leave Poppy because she trusts him. Why does she trust Gabriel so much? And again, why doesn't Serena just date anyone else? Like, we've had enough red flags with Gabriel, and I, I just don't understand why she's staying with him and why she trusts him so much. This is just what she does. She finds someone, she falls head over heels very easily. She gets <laughs> roofied by people and falls in love with them. Um, <laughs> so it, this, this is just gullible Serena at her best, or worst. I um, guess I guess sometimes it's as simple as that. Yeah. She, she thinks that... Is very much innocent until proven guilty and has yeah. quite the high bar of uh, <laughs> yeah. Proof. yeah. And even if you're a little bit guilty, like you need like beyond many shadows of many doubts, you have to be yes. guilty for Serena to to finally see it. Um so Serena Serena um Serena thinks they have an amazing connection because Gabriel told her that he fell in love with her the first time he saw her face. And I think that's actually insane, and she should be running full speed away from him. It, it is alarmingly <laughs> yeah. easy to win over Serena. Like, you should not—someone <laughs> should not say, I fell in love with you the first time I saw your face. And, like, that's weird. That's deranged. You, you should deranged. not fall in love that quickly. And that, that's and, like the first reason we hear uh, that's like, that's kind of weird, actually. If, if we hadn't gotten the scenes behind yeah. the scene, we, that would be the first thing of, like, that's kind of vague. Otherwise, like, we only— 
are worried about her because we are told to again, you know. Right. That's, that's and, maybe the first instance of it. Right. And Serena mentions the first night he did see her face was a year ago when she and Georgina were doing their fake accents. And this sets something off in Blair. She is alarmed that Serena is referring to the night that uh, Serena was blacked out and that Gabriel fell in love with someone who was just roofied. But uh, Blair just wants Serena to trust someone the way that she and Nate trust each other, which is another ironic sentence coming from a character in this show. And Blair... Again, just trying to talk some sense into Serena, and Serena's going to kind of turn this into a fight for some reason, and she says, oh, so both Chuck and Nate are obsessed with you, but my boyfriend can't stay faithful to me for seven days? And she says it like it's unbelievable, but like, yeah, Serena. Actually, it's much worse. Not only can he not stay faithful to you, but he's also like conning you and your family members, and Chuck and Nate are obsessed with Blair, so like everything you just said, yes. She also did kind of start the episode by saying they were in sort of an open relationship and like no strings attached. So he's She's allowed gonna... to be not faithful to you according to your own rules. I mean, I guess so. I, I didn't even uh, mm. I didn't even catch that that that, that was a stipulation to yeah, their that relationship. Yeah, like the, the first part of the the episode. I'm pretty sure. It opened with Serena saying, "Gabriel can straight fuck whoever he wants." <laughs> yeah, yeah, straight into the camera. <laughs> Just so you, the viewers at home, know. Um, yeah, so here, weird stipulation gonna... to then say nothing yeah. physical later in the episode. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. We're going to get this strange scene with Vanessa talking to Rufus. Oh, that's a Rufus calls her when they go necking. Yes, exactly. Um, (laughs) I think I know the answer to this, but I I was going to say, was it just me, Brendan, or did you think that this scene was headed in a different direction? (laughs) Absolutely. And I was like, I was just about to close up, but come on in. (laughs) (laughs) One last fuck sesh before this place goes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, uh, it, it seems like Vanessa is going to have her job for a little while longer because um, Rufus <laughs> all of a sudden can't find a buyer and probably won't for a month. I- again, I'm just so confused because I could have sworn he just said he sold the place for triple what he paid for it. So what the fuck happened? Why is the real estate agent what? now saying that they haven't received one phone call about the place? Well, I don't know, some, it must have been something to do with that very angry phone call, I'm guessing. But the two things just don't make sense. You can't. I've sold the place and then I I, I don't know I I guess mm. the, someone canceled the deal on him like I don't know how real yeah. estate works we're gonna have maybe to get a real estate expert out. maybe they found out that only Vanessa hangs around here in the last <laughs> six or so months right. and pulled the offer they found out the place comes with Vanessa like she has to live there and also work in the cafe <laughs> you have to pay and her, like, but no, nobody comes here to buy stuff we just we have to pay this girl <laughs> yeah they're like no this was not part of the agreement we are out so uh, Vanessa is going to ask Rufus if he has like a plan B and Rufus says that plan B is to sell the Lincoln Hawk catalog. I think this is actually plan C because I think plan B was selling the art gallery. So now plan C is going to be selling the Lincoln Hawk right. catalog. Um, can't Rufus just then re-record everything and release it as Rufus's version in parentheses? You know, there's just no precedent for that yet at this time. Yeah. Yeah. They haven't, they haven't seen the magic that could happen from that. Yeah. Um, so, and also, shouldn't Plan C actually just be swallow your pride for once in your life and uh, let Lily help you out? Mm. And that should have been Plan A. We'll keep saying it. Alone. <laughs> it's never going to happen, but I'm going to keep saying it every week. So um, it seems like Vanessa also, you know, doesn't really care if Dan goes to college or not because she's like second guessing Rufus uh, and the fact that he wants to sell his life's work. Um, and Rufus just pretty much says he stopped touring so he could be with his family, but it turns out that might have been the worst thing for them. And I don't know why Rufus is just unloading all of this onto Vanessa. And she doesn't even know what to say. She's just like, oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Okay, thanks for the chat, <laughs> Mr. Humphrey. <laughs> <laughs> go hang out w- with your son now. He also just went to her. Yeah. 
So what was he but, talking about? He just he just went touring recently. Yeah, that wasn't enough he of a tour to like touring. raise his value. I guess I don't know. Yeah, he said that uh, the catalog's not worth as much because he's not like touring right now. I guess he has to right. currently be touring. So Ch- Chuck and Nate are in some building, and the building is an apartment that Nate is leasing that is halfway between Columbia and NYU. Must be nice to just be able to buy an apartment when you want to. And I feel like the main characters of the show are some of the richest people ever, and they, they aren't doing this enough. Like, just throw money at the problem until it goes away. It, feel, it feels <laughs> yeah, like a, a lot point. of their problems could be solved with this. Like, just keep buying apartments. I forgot that Nate has money again now, too. Yeah. Is, is it now? Is it, so is, is his money coming from his grandpa? The Vanderbilt and boy? His family has his money. Like, they have their money again now that his dad's in jail. Oh, his mom does. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel like these people have so much money, they could pull a Taylor Swift, jump in a helicopter, fly across town <laughs> yeah. for two minutes. <laughs> for, yeah, for, <laughs> They'd be fine. For three minute, take a three-minute private jet ride. Like, it's, <laughs> it's nothing. <laughs> so... Uh, Nate has brought his friend Chuck along so he could show him that he found a solution to his problem. Uh, what a power play from Nate here that Chuck sees <laughs> through immediately. Uh, Nate just wants to make it very clear that he and Blair are very serious and wants Chuck yeah. to understand that. Uh, clearly feeling very threatened that Chuck and Blair had their mess around the other night. And Ch- Chuck is able to turn this around and make Nate look like the crazy person. He calls the new place some tacky apartment where Nate can keep an eye on her. And then like even cuts Nate off as he tries to explain himself and just goes, if you needed to mark your territory so badly, Nathaniel, maybe you could should have just peed on her. Which is a great quote. <laughs> a great quote. Peed on her like Brendan did to his sister when he was little. <laughs> <laughs> that was in your version, right, Brendan? Yeah, it was. <laughs> I think this is a funny scene, too, where Nate is like all excited about it. And then Nate, uh, Chuck calls him out. And then Nate's tone immediately changes like, all right, you caught me. And it just goes full, fully fully heels yeah. and just is like, all right, you know what? While you have me here, just stay the fuck away from her. But it, I right. think if, if Chuck like, didn't call him out, he would have just been like, oh, this is cool, right? Yeah, it's like Nate starts off. He's like, isn't this cool? A place we can hang out. It's, it's in between, halfway between. And then Chuck's like, you know, why don't you pee on Blair? And he's like, you know what? I hate you. She actually <laughs> likes you stop hanging out with Blair. You can't do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're... Um, Nate doesn't want Chuck to go near her again. Like, I am surprised it took them this long for it to get a little hostile. Like, uh, they had been playing it pretty cool, and now I guess it's all just uh, been bubbling to the surface here. And at this exact moment, Blair calls Chuck, and Chuck says, I think I'll take this one outside. I think Chuck definitely won this conversation. Definitely. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. This is why he gets the top bunk. Yeah, that's exactly. right. <laughs> Even if it wasn't Blair who called, Chuck should have just pretended like it was. <laughs> oh, it's Blair. Uh, huh, my, my phone's on silent. It's definitely ringing. Oh, what's this? Blair's calling me? Wow. <laughs> so uh, Blair is actually calling Chuck, and she is beside herself that the Gabriel and Poppy thing wasn't enough to break up Serena and Gabriel. <laughs> Blair calls it monkey business, and Chuck, with the straightest face imaginable, says the line, Serena and Poppy both fighting over the banana. Who is writing these lines? <laughs> he doesn't crack a smile at all. He just says it so seamlessly. Because <laughs> he's not choking. He's so fucking horny when I he says that. I can't believe. He's unbelievably cannot horny. Believe, I cannot believe the degree of seriousness that line was uttered on a television show. <laughs> Serena and Poppy both fighting over the banana. And that might be the joke of the episode. So good. But it's just not. We're out to connect to the move on. But it's just not. Wow. So Blair is worried, needs to expose the two-timer, and she is ready for another mess around with Chuck, and Chuck asks for Poppy's number. I mean, these two really go- are good at what they do. Like, it's so effortless when they uh, when they team up for a takedown. It's a thing of beauty. Mm-hmm. It really is. Would never cross them. 
Absolutely not. And uh, hopefully Gabriel and Poppy are going to find out the hard way. Uh, to be determined. So Lily is hosting her party. Uh, Blair wants to bond with Gabriel, so she takes him on a tour of the house, starting off with Serena's room, where at the same time, Chuck is bringing Poppy up to the penthouse so she can make up with Serena. And so Chuck gets Poppy into the room, and queen of acting, Poppy, turns it on immediately. She's able to pretend that she's finding out about the whole Gabriel Serena thing and that she's very upset about it. And I mean, very good. I mean, like, like we said, Poppy, obviously a terrible friend for trying to con Serena, but Serena also a shitty friend for uh, doing what she thinks she's doing to Poppy. So they are acting their asses off in this scene. Poppy, mostly Poppy here. I, mostly I think, Poppy. I think Poppy's, I think Poppy's a star here. She really, she really turned it on in this one. You wonder at which point she realizes she has to put on sort of a performance. If it's when she walks right. through the door or when Chuck is bringing her up there. Either way, right. she's like, not a lot of time. As soon as you find out that you're going to Serena's apartment, I feel like you have kind of a heads up. Right. If she yeah. is heading there, she's like, yeah, she she should be saying, like, this is a possibility. They might be trying to ambush right. me here. But then, it, like, she really snaps into it right away when she gets up there. So very good work from Poppy here. Like I said, she's acting her ass off. And even in the scene where Gabriel is getting in a big fight and fake breaking up with someone, there's still a little to no emotion coming from Army Hammer here. And <laughs> Poppy doing mo most of the heavy lifting here. She is a talent. She's a star. She really sells it. And Serena just saw what she thinks is her boyfriend's career falling apart. And she just can't help but smile. Like, like Dan called out a couple weeks ago. <laughs> like, Serena's life falls around like people's lives fall apart around serena and she just like smiles she like, she loves great? the chaos yeah. yeah and and then i love like uh where it kind of seems like blair and chuck are in the wrong at the end of this and they just kind of have to sit there and be like shit i guess we fucked up with this one oh well <laughs> yeah that's funny there will never admit defeat <laughs> she's like well yeah, at no. least we have it confirmed <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah you're welcome <laughs> yeah at least we know that he loves you now you're welcome, Serena. <laughs> yeah. That was very funny. <laughs> it, it's, so, it's amazing Dan... how charming uh, Leighton Meester is here, just to like make us dislike Serena in a moment where we should be rooting for her. I know. it's She's amazing. I, I, will, I will never never get enough of her. So Dan comes home to the loft, and naturally Vanessa is already just sitting there in the dark. According to her, Rufus and Jenny let her in on, on their way out. Sure, they did. I'm sure she broke in the window yeah. again, like she they, always they, does. Everyone knows that you did not need to leave the door open for Vanessa to get in the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's got some alcohol. She wants to play I Never with Dan, or as or as we call it, Never Have I Ever. Much better name. Um, yes. And she is pretty much just going to use this as an opportunity to admit that she slept with Chuck not once, but twice. And Dan then counters that with that he nearly slept with Georgina and it's with multiple people bringing up Georgina in this episode you know she's coming soon yeah uh this is also just a weird way to play never have I ever also where you just say the thing that you have right. done and then and drink then drink with us I don't know how you played at Scally but back in uh Lindenhurst High School and I guess also the colleges that we ended up going off to you could not say something that you had done. If you're playing Never Have I Ever, you have to say something that you never did and get other people to drink. You can't say something that you did do and then drink for it. Yes, yes. As I believe I have played with you, I will confirm that uh, play the same rules. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Of course. Of course we have. Uh, as part one of the many games that we can play uh, during the pizza box game. <laughs> classic, <Exactly. laughs> classic drinking game. Um, yeah, they're just going to break this rule every single term. They're not even, like, ever... I never slept with Chuck. I never slept with Chuck twice. I never nearly slept with Georgina. These aren't even these aren't even sentences. They're just they just are confessing things See, to each th other. That, so I, I wanted to bring up like the way we play because of that 
line right there is that I never slept with Chuck. I was like, is Dan going to put his finger down? Is, this, is Dan about to admit that he fucks Chuck? <laughs> right. <Jesus. Yeah. laughs> I knew it. Like, I was genuinely confused for like a, a brief moment. <laughs> yeah, what was going on with those bunk beds? Yeah. The bunk beds are a rocking. Don't come a knock. Hey, was there a hole in the bottom of the top bunk? <laughs> yep, there it is. <laughs> so, so, um, Vanessa also carelessly lets it slip that Dan's life sucks right now, and Dan's like, "Yeah, yeah. Wait, why does my life suck?" And they just—I guess Vanessa got they cut away. Got pretty, got pretty drunk off that half beer that she had. Yeah, well, she could have had another six pack in the trash after uh, the conversation that Rufus was unloading on her. Yeah, that's true. Maybe she, maybe she drank a whole six pack before Dan even got there. <laughs> so. Jenny and Rufus now. Rufus invites Jenny to that party Lily is throwing, and Jenny's like, no, that sounds like the worst thing that's ever happened, especially because Eric is out of town. Don't know where Eric keeps going, but I guess we get some kind of explanation as to why he's not here. And Jenny wants to know why Rufus is so down. She thinks she knows why. She tells him that she and Dan are totally okay with him proposing, uh, but she has to design the bridesmaid dresses. And you know, Rufus is trying to rein her in, tells her that, you know, things aren't good right now. I think there's too many complicated things happening. Very vague response from Rufus. But Jenny's going to give him the pep talk here. She says, you know, whatever they are, you can fix them. Uh, you just need to want it bad enough. You know, she's like, you told me your, my whole life that I could do anything I want if I wasn't fall, afraid of falling flat on my face. So why shouldn't that apply to you, too? And uh, Rufus agrees. Much of the delight of Jelly. Je not Jelly. What's, what's her name, Jenny? <laughs> very in here for Jelly. It's interesting... As you bring up the scene, Rufus never really says anything about Lily. Like they, they're the kids are the ones that are like, we know you want to marry her, and he never says. Yeah, that they he keep does. saying it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Rufus never confirms or denies. Yeah, because he glanced at one ring in a store. That didn't <laughs> yeah, exactly. even look necessarily like an engagement ring. <laughs> yeah, they're really yeah. jumping to a lot of conclusions here. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like, how did you feel, Brendan? We've been saying that uh, Jenny's been kind of the uh, the sixth man of the year, the Matt Carpenter of Gossip Girl in this latter section of season two i feel like her solid run of just kind of like one or two scene episodes is continuing here with uh only a couple scenes for jenny but she she yeah, does definitely. very well in them yeah it's she's coming um, down to earth a little bit just much like matt carpenter like he she can't hit home runs every time she's here <laughs> but she's still doing great whenever she is here maybe hitting a, a, a single getting getting on base by walking but she in this episode it does kind of make rufus look like an idiot like everyone does in this episode by saying to him his own <laughs> advice and he's like oh you know i guess that is good advice I, i'll use that so lily i mean um so, jenny as always parenting rufus so we love that exactly and how did you feel about her hair it's still good it's it was a little frizzy it's like a frizzy version of last week but i still i still mm -hmm. like it i'm a big fan okay good oh yeah and so, then we didn't touch on that at all serena did wash her hair this week finally for the first time <laughs> since season two episode one. Oh, she's got to impress gabriel now yeah that's true so gabriel is on the phone at the party uh chuck just kind of eyeing him down spying on him like 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 he used to do uh always just kind of hanging out in the background spying on people and gabe really effectively playing the martyr here so he's got serena nonstop apologizing for costing him so much money he's like man i guess i'll just go back to big tobacco it just sucks because everyone was going to triple their money and i would have been a hero it was gonna be so great and serena's like no you, you have to still go through with it we'll, we'll find some new investors and she mentions that the people at the party are some of the wealthiest and smartest investors they rejected bernie madoff five years in a row and if that's true why do they fall for gabriel's bullshit like is he a better con man than than the bernie madoff he, he really must be I also don't know how he's so sure about the tripling the money when he hasn't started this whole scheme yet. But he, I mean, he's, this is he's just so a line that he's tripling. saying. He's just he's just gonna get everyone the investors' monies and run off with it. I think. 
Oh, that's the whole idea. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean he doesn't really he care. To, like, he actually triples. Did he need to make Serena feel badly, like to let him start asking them for money? Like, or could he have just been like, "Oh, well, I'm Serena's boyfriend. Like, can I have some money?" Like, I think that would have been fine too. I think it looks shadier if, if Gabriel just starts kind of like trying to ask Serena's like friends and family for money. I think the fact that it seems like it's Serena's idea here really helps with the con. Sure, sure. Yeah, you always want to make it seem like it was someone else's idea oh, and not yeah. your own. As, uh, as Scally would know by playing some of these social strategy games. I've never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so, I don't know. Serena, Serena says uh, she would be proud to help him, goes to find her mom. Things are looking up for Gabriel. Until Chuck shows up for a little interrogation, he mentions that Gabriel met Serena on her infamous night with Georgina and says he always wanted to know what happened that night. It must be quite the story. Um Good play from Chuck here. Did you think this was going to work out, Brendan? Did you think Chuck would be able to kind of uh, get one over on Gabe? You know, you would think, knowing, knowing Chuck, um, but it was just too early in the episode runtime <laughs> for it to work out. <laughs> Always looking at that runtime. Yeah. So Blair is looking at her dress. Nate comes by and startles her. And Blair is surprised to see him because she thought there was a Mets game tonight. And now, I, I hate to have to stop down here, but I have some questions <laughs> about what this means for the canon too. of the show. <laughs> this seems to imply that Nate is a Mets fan. But isn't he canonically a Yankees fan? Weren't he and his dad always talking about catching the Yankee games in season one? Didn't the captain famously say that Jabba had been pitching lights out? What is going on here? I, I guess he's just an overall New York fan. That, that is weird. That is so, so bizarre. So, to, to assume that he was just missing... <laughs> Because he was so, <laughs> such a big Mets fan that he's just at home watching it. Where, he, and then that's like a normal occurrence too. Like, it's, oh, it's a weeknight. It's seven o'clock. Uh, Nate's just gone. This isn't football where it's once a week. There are 162 Mets games right. per season, which is why I have another question. Because uh, even more important is that I guess now Dorota is also canonically a Mets fan because Blair knew there was a Mets game on tonight because she saw Dorota wearing her Mets hat. <laughs> and we didn't get to see this. We didn't, have never gotten to see Dorota wear a Mets hat. And like I said, there's 162 Mets games on. Is she wearing this hat for every game? Was this a special game for some reason? How come we've never seen Dorota wear the Mets hat? We need to see the Mets hat on Dorota. I really like the idea of Dorota wearing her like maid's headband over the hat as well. Yeah, <laughs> or like the she Mets never has like wear a, a special maid's Met hat, like a Met <laughs> version of it. So I guess Nate is just a Yankee and Mets fan. So those are rare, but I guess they do exist. Uh, anyway, though, Nate wants to know if Chuck and Serena are here, but Blair assures him that she is not scheming with them. And so Nate is going to give Blair the keys to their new apartment. He sees Chuck standing in the background, and he asks Blair to move in with him, uh, which is a big step in the relationship. And uh, as Chuck will point out, Later in the episode seems to be just because he is uh, terrified of losing Blair to Chuck. So he feels like he has to make a big power move here. Yeah, I didn't even yeah. think that I mean, he has to ask her to move in. Can't they just use it as a place to crash between classes here and there? I think that was the plan. But then he sees kind of Chuck kind of looking at them. And so he takes it to the next step and is like, actually, you know what? Let's move in together. Yeah. Imagine seeing Chuck and Blair's chemistry and not thinking you need to throw everything at the wall. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's fair. I, I think buying a house is, is the least he can do to make, to make sure he has, <laughs> he has Blair. So I. Uh, Chuck is kind of just going to brush this off. Let's Nate and Blair know that Gabriel says he met Serena the night before the SATs, and he said they were at Butter. And Blair knows right away that that's impossible because I guess they remember exactly where everyone was that night. They know where Serena was. That, like, everyone they talk to, Georgina later in the episode, Serena, everyone is just like, oh, no, that's impossible. I, I know for <laughs> yeah. certain we didn't go. To, like, if I was if I was talking to you, Brendan, I was like, yeah, they said they met you at like uh, Nutty in August last year on like August fifth or something. Would you be like, that's impossible? I know exactly. I was never at in Nutty on on August fifth. No, I went to these that bars. That sounds more like something that like, you would do. 
<laughs> that's true. I, I, I do have a great memory. Maybe I would be able to do that. But the fact that every single character is like, no, impossible. Butter was closed that night. And they just know that for a fact no. is so it, strange it, it, to So me. it wasn't that easy of like an out where it's like, oh, I've never been to that place before. That's not true. It was like, oh, no, right. it wasn't that specific night. That is crazy that they all right. remember that. Yeah. It's not even, no, we weren't there. It's, I know all of the dates that every bar in the city is closed. Yeah. And I know that one was closed specifically that night. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Butter was closed that night. They couldn't have been at Butter. All right, sure. Everyone just knows this for a fact. So, um, uh, Chuck thinks they need to go tell Serena. Nate disagrees, though. Nate says that Chuck can handle this by himself and wants to immediately show Blair the apartment, which means that Blair has to make the big choice right now. And I get where Nate's coming from. And I get that he's tired of all Blair scheming with Chuck and he's feeling threatened and he's desperately trying to, you know, end things between the two of them. But on the other hand, this directly involves Blair's best friend, Serena. So I don't think it's fair to make her choose between one thing or the other right now. It's like, it's not just Chuck versus Nate right now. It's Chuck and Serena versus Nate. And there's no reason Blair has to see the apartment right this second other than Nate is feeling threatened. So, uh, you know, it's just another instance of Nate wanting to pee on Blair. Yeah, and I was worried that he would be like, no, he has to come with me. Right? I, I don't trust you. So I was glad at least he did let her go. Um, not that he, had, Blair... he should have to let her, but I'm just saying, like, I'm glad he chose the, the, that, that route instead of just saying, like, if you don't come with, if you don't come with me right now, then we're done. That's what I thought he right, was like, I, yeah. I was surprised. And I was surprised that he gives the, the ultimatum and then just doesn't, like, follow through, I guess. Like, because Blair chooses to scheme with Chuck and Serena. And then not only does Nate, like, not go home, but he doesn't even move spots. He is standing in that spot for the rest of the for the rest <laughs> of the party. He doesn't move at all. Like, Blair finds him in the exact same spot later in the episode. I like the... He almost implies, like, that can wait. Like, we got to go look at the apartment now. As if they don't have what I'm assuming is at least a year to go look at the apartment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and this scheming right. seems very time-dependent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she does have to help out Serena right now. And she does not have to see the apartment right now. So, just be like, yeah, just, just come. I'll, I'll be sleeping there. So if you want to come in, I give you the keys. Just come when you're, when you're done. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be fine. So Gabriel is schmoozing Lily and Rufus. Serena's by his side. Serena's really gotten their pitch down in like a short amount of time. Gabriel, I'm sure, has practiced this, but Serena uh, really took her no time at all to like be be the be the wing woman here. And Lily and Rufus, they're eating all of it up. Lily says that uh, this is something that Bass Industries has really wanted to do. And Rufus follows up by doing well by doing good. And it's why this scam like really is able to work out because rich people love to pretend they're doing good deeds for the community, but they're really <laughs> only doing it because Gabriel is promising that the investors will triple their money. Like yeah, if there was just, no money in it for money. the rich people. That's what they're doing. If there was no money in it for the rich people, the rich people wouldn't give a shit about the developing countries without Wi-Fi yeah. or whatever is going on. Doing it's well by doing it's good only would, because would you... they're getting... Yeah, they're, they're just, they, that would be like giving away stuff for charity, but they're just making an investment and then making money. Making money and pretending like they're doing good deeds. Like, it's such <laughs> a fucking billionaire move. It's so insane. R Rufus really has been brainwashed. <laughs> doing well by doing good. Yeah, whatever you say, Rufus. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and Gabriel says, uh, there's a ticking clock. We have to act now. Has, ever, has anyone ever said this in, like, the history of deal-making that wasn't scheme that wasn't, like, scamming someone? I feel like as soon as you hear this, you need to back out because there's no reason someone should be pressuring you into signing a deal right this second. You should always be thinking it through. And the only reason someone is saying this is because, like, they're just trying to get this scam over on you and, like, leave as fast as possible. <laughs> yeah, it runs in the right. family. Lily likes Serena, easily scammed. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I mean, yeah, Rufus and Serena are both idiots. Like, that's been established. I would say that Lily should know better, but I think she's just so rich, it does not even matter to her one way or another. Yeah, she could just throw that money anywhere. Yeah, so she tells Gabriel to let the backers know that she's in. It's also a good play, too, by Gabriel, because he knows that these billionaires won't care if their money's gone, if they give him, like, a little bit of money. Oh, yeah, I, I don't hate, like... 
I wouldn't like. It's only because I don't like Gabriel and Poppy that I'm not rooting for them. Like, I don't care that they are stealing a bunch of rich assholes' monies and, right. like, using... I don't know what they're planning on using it for. They're probably going to do God knows what with it. But if it was, like, you know, someone down on their luck that was stealing all this money from all the rich people would not really care. Encourage it, even. Yeah, exactly. And maybe they're going <laughs> to open a soup kitchen with it. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, wow, that would be a great spinoff. So, uh, Blair pulls... Serena into a room with Chuck and uh, Blair knows that butter was impossible because butter was closed that night and because uh, she was using the bartender for the Nelly Yuki SAT sabotage party. Great memory <laughs> on her. <forget>. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, this doesn't change anything for Serena. She's making a million excuses for um, Gabriel and I-, I guess it's possible that Gabriel was mistaken but shouldn't at least one alarm bell be going off in Serena's head? Like she doesn't have to dump him right away but at least maybe consider that he might be up to something shady and to her credit she is going to at least question him later which is going to make all of this unravel because with all the weird stuff that's been brought to Serena's attention by now. I feel like she should be questioning something at least. Right. With everything that's been brought to her attention, like you said, uh, there's nothing confirmed by any means, but it's enough to be like, I should probably be a little concerned, especially with the fact that their relationship has started on a lie. And also he's just been missing half the time that they've been together. Yeah, exactly. I like, <laughs> I like that when her and Blair are like arguing in this scene, her big like retort at the end is even my mom trusts him. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay <laughs> so, yeah. so, i don't know i like how serena's like well i always support you blair and you never do the same for me it's like serena you've never made one good decision <laughs> like she's always been right <laughs> maybe if you start doing something correct ever like we can give you some tr- we can give you a longer leash right. but for now like we left you alone in aruba and you got married to this guy in a week like you have, you have to calm down so uh Blair is starting to doubt herself now, but Chuck isn't so quick to give up. There's only one person who knows what happened that night, and it is a, uh, it's a crazy bitch by the name of Georgina. So I think that is going to be the next place where they go. And But first, Dan is lying wasted on the floor. He is coming to terms with the fact that he's not going to Yale. Vanessa also wasted on the floor. Uh, she She's the one that blew the big secret, but all she cares about is, at least it'll be easier on Rufus now. You know, It was going to be really hard for him to tell you. Who the fuck cares about Rufus? I mean, obviously, Vanessa does. And she's also like asks Dan, you don't blame Rufus, do you? Like she's really looking out for her <laughs> guy really here. Is. Man. It's crazy. And and why are we so um like so just like we're so sure that he's not going to Yale after all this. Like they, they the, really love jumping to conclusions. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like the family could figure something out in the next, you know, twenty years of alone, but sure. Yeah, <laughs> I do like I Dan. Also blaming the financial aid office, the recession, and a certain basically dumbass ex-president is yes. what he says. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, he does. He does blame uh, George W. Bush for this one, uh, and I agree. He does. He does need to shoulder some of the blame, but I think Rufus can sure. get some as well. Do you think Rufus voted for him? It's more than I, I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Humphreys seem. Uh, the Humphreys seem pretty liberal. You never know. Of the adults on the show, <laughs> probably last. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so. Uh, yeah, we've been pointing this out for a while, but Rufus has uh, done everything wrong when it comes to paying for Yale. And I, I have to disagree that Rufus is more upset than Dan because it really never seemed like he cared. He just, I think Rufus just cares that he's not going to sell his stupid art gallery. Yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't mm-hmm. end up selling the gallery, does he? I, 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 don't, I don't know. But Vanessa asks if uh, he thinks Rufus will still propose. And Dan replies with quite the understatement. He says, well, he has a lot of pride. And he doesn't answer the question. Just says, just says like, yeah, Rufus does have a lot of pride. 
<laughs> yeah, to his detriment, for sure. <laughs> exactly. So Gabriel is making deals. Rufus wants to speak with him privately. Uh, he wants to invest as well, but Gabriel uh, condescendingly tells Rufus that there are better deals for people in his situation. I love Rufus getting condescended to by this teenager or whoever old Gabriel is. I guess he's supposed to be a little older. Uh, maybe he's not a teenager. Maybe he's a young adult. But him just talking down to Rufus and being like, <laughs> so funny. literally talking down because Rufus is like a foot shorter than him. He's like, listen, for you poors, there's a, I can help you set up a mutual fund. <laughs> and he's so insulted. He's like, I don't like being talked to like that. He's like, oh, I didn't mean it like that. Like, But he absolutely did mean it like that. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't want he is, your $5. He's kind of looking out for me. He's like, listen, buddy, this is a fucking scam. I'm going to take your money and not give you anything in return. So <laughs> set up a mutual fund. Yeah, it's true. Here's the it, thing. It, they really do just want to steal from Gabriel, the rich. That's fair. Gabriel could just rip up Rufus's check. He doesn't That's need true. to take yeah, it. He doesn't need to take it. Yeah. What, the, what the fuck? Well, he gave me the check. I have no choice but to take his money now. Gotta yeah, cash it. By law, I must take his money now. I guess in his mind, he's like, well, if he's literally putting it in my hand, I have to come. If Rufus is going to be this stupid, I have to yeah. take it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rufus is pissed that he's never included in these big private deals. He finally wants to be a part of one so he can make some money. I, I get where Rufus is coming from, but boy, did he pick the wrong deal to get to get himself into the rich person game here. And that's the thing. Like, almost like I could scam him out of this money, or someone else is surely going to scam yeah, him exactly. out of this money. <laughs> the next person he talks to is going to end up scamming him. <laughs> uh, yeah, Gabriel knows this. He, he's feeling a little bad, but like you said, he eventually will just take the money. So Blair finds Nate again, and she tells him she needs to see the apartment tomorrow because Serena didn't believe him. So they're, they're still on this witch hunt here. And again, like, for someone who just gave an ultimatum, like Nate, he is uh, being pretty patient with Blair. He doesn't seem interested in the um, apartment, well, in the whole, like, whatever, the mess around shenanigans that they're doing. So he tells Blair to just, you know, go with Chuck. He's going to trust her. And, I mean, I, I guess Nate showed some growth. He trusts Blair now. I like that. It's, it's something. Should, should Nate trust Blair, though? No. <laughs> but he, but he really <laughs> no, 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 of course not. <laughs> yeah, so um, uh, Chuck and Blair leave. Chuck tells Blair to let Eleanor know that she won't be home tonight, as if Eleanor cares. Like, Eleanor probably didn't even realize yeah, Blair had left. That's the funniest thing to say. Like, make sure she knows you won't be home tonight. She never knows when I've ever been home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Eleanor has never cared where Blair Cyrus is. Cyrus would point. know before Eleanor does. Yeah, exactly. So Chuck calls somewhere to ask what the visiting hours are because they are going to visit Georgina Sparks. Uh, also exciting. Just hearing the name pumps me up. Um, where did you think we were going here? Like that? Where did you think that we were going? Where visiting they hours too? I, I think they're hours, trying yeah. to insinuate jail, and I, th I thought we were going to jail. <laughs> yes, but we are going to somewhere uh, much better much than funnier. that. So Blair and Chuck get a good night of sleep in the limo. They fall asleep holding hands, which does not just happen accidentally. It's not like one of their hands was just like over the other. They were interlocking fingers. Interlocking, so, yeah. Cl clearly an intentional move on their part, and I need to see how that one happened. Nate should be worried. I mean, it, it could have yeah. kind of happened um, like half asleep, uh, but st still subconscious feelings. Yeah, not great. Not great. Um, so it is time for visiting hours, and they are trying their best to freshen up. I can't believe she has to see uh, Georgina with Nancy Pelosi hair. Lots of political references in this one. What, I don't know what Nancy Pelosi hair is, but I guess it's. I get is her hair notoriously bad. It must be, which is really funny. Um, it sounds but like it's not great. This this holding hand scenes also reminds me that Blair did make a comment early in this episode about how her and Chuck didn't work out because they couldn't hold hands. That is true. And just, you know what? That's a great catch there, Brendan. Yeah, I just caught it. 
Did, she did, that's why we do this podcast, to pick up yes. on the little things like that. That's right. He does say earlier in the episode, she's with Nate, because how can you have a relationship with someone like Chuck who won't even hold hands with you? And, and then they now. hold hands, at, which clearly signifies that these two are meant to be together. Wow. Poor, poor Nate. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I've, I've liked Nate a lot this season, too. Yeah. Um, Chuck thinks that it'll be better if he talks to Georgina alone because Blair is her enemy and Chuck and Georgina go way back. It, it does make sense, but Blair is realizing now that Chuck doesn't even need her. He just wanted to lure Blair away from Nate so she wouldn't be staying with him in the new apartment. And Chuck doesn't deny it, but fires back by easily being like, yeah, and I'm sure Nate's motives were pure. It's a simple coincidence that he asked you to move in right when you and I began speaking again. So Chuck also completely right there. Chuck and Nate, again, they've just been pissing on Blair. Poor Blair all episode. Right, but I think that Nate has a little bit more right to piss on her because he's dating her. <laughs> yes, of course. As as you have made it clear that you believe that if you are dating someone, you have it is your God given right to piss on them when you please. That's right. Whenever Nicole's in the shower, the I go in there and I just instead of using the toilet, I, I just pee all over her. She's gonna get clean. Anyway. Thank you. Thank you for letting us know that. <laughs> so, sorry I think for Blair... all the piss talk people that are averse to piss talking on podcasts. Yeah, you might need a, you might need a, a warning at the begin, at the top of this podcast. I feel like hey, anyone Serena that would have that issue is already not listening. <laughs> Someone who just loves all the cream talk that happens at the top of the episode but hates piss talk. <laughs> They're out there. <laughs> They're we just and there. we just lost their we just lost their download. So, <laughs> re- regardless of Nate's motives, Blair chose to spend a night in a car with Chuck instead of in her new place with her boyfriend Nate. And uh, you know that says something. But Chuck <laughs> does have to be a dick about it by mentioning her weakness for limos, as is uh, mm. as is canonical in this one in this yeah, show. I was thinking so that too. before he said that, I was like, oh, she does love limos, and <laughs> he says what I was she thinking, does like, okay, love limos. <laughs> So Blair claims that this was for Serena, but Chuck doesn't buy it, and uh, he leaves her in the limo. I honestly think that Blair is doing it for both Chuck and Serena. I don't know. Do, do you guys think this is just a Chuck thing? Like, I, I think there is definitely some added, like, she she has an additional leg to stand on because she is at the same time helping her friend Serena out here. Yeah, I think she's done this a few times. I don't remember, like, the specifics of it, but she always is doing it, I think, like, 60 for Serena is 40 for, like, the Chuck thing of it all. I think that's fair. Yeah. I feel like the majority stake goes towards her love of scheming more than anything, <laughs> yes. personally. Yes. That's true, <laughs> like, yeah. She just loves scheming. Scheme over anything, and then <laughs> the remaining 30% can be divvied up between <laughs> Serena sure. and Chuck. Right, yeah. So... Chuck is at some kind of camp. He is greeted by someone who asks him if he is a wayward soul in search of direction. And then he thinks he's in the wrong place, but Georgina spots him and gives him a big hug. And we get to meet the new version of Georgina. And it is so fucking funny. I, I am always looking forward to a Georgina return, but who could have seen this coming? It is perfect. Georgina asks Chuck if he's here because he's been saved too. And Chuck just has to smirk in amusement. <laughs> this is really funny. We didn't really get to see much of like Georgina Chuck when they were together, right? Like when she was on, on screen at the end of season one um yeah not so much um it it's, was mostly what George, georgina and dan georgina yeah. and so it's, uh, it's kind of fun to see their mm-hmm. uh their kind of dynamic even though this, this is probably not the normal dynamic because she is like yes. a totally different person obviously they do have a fun dynamic yeah, like fun. They, they she is so crazy and uh, yeah i i love this version of georgina uh scally are you a are you a georgina guy at all so up and down because I do love mess so much. Um, Georgina's mess. But... Georgina's pure chaos. Oh, it's so true. Um, sometimes it feels uh, a little over the top in a way that I'm not into, but then I remember I'm watching Gossip Girl and it fits <laughs> in just fine. 
Yeah, and I love I love this version of Georgina. It cracks me up every time. Um, so we'll fl- we'll get back to them later. Serena and Gabriel are, are post-coitus here, it seems. And Serena is telling <laughs> Gabriel that Blair is so wrong about him, but she still has to bring up what Blair and Chuck told her. Uh, so maybe she is subconsciously having some doubts here. Uh, she tests Gabriel a little, asks what he thought of Georgina. And Gabriel claims that Georgina didn't make much of an impression, which should be a huge red flag because it is Georgina. So I, I can't see her not making an impression. And so Serena continues testing him and asks, well, what about Georgina's flaming red hair? And she's able to catch him in a lie in like two seconds. So good for her for finally doing something like this because she was able to trip him up pretty easily. Yes. It's, yeah. it's, it's, and he, but he still is like not shooken or shooketh. Until yeah, he's not shooketh, not shooketh at all until afterwards, and like so good for him for keeping his cool in this moment, like knowing he's yes. he, knowing he's been caught. Even yeah. if he wasn't lying to her, he keeps saying things like, "If you'd met you that night, you wouldn't remember anything yeah, else either," dodgy. which yeah. is just too much. It's he's laying it on so fucking. But Serena is of course would of course be all about that under normal she circumstances. Is, she is very much about that. She kind of yeah. forgets. earlier. And she was like, obviously I can trust him because he gave me the worst line in the book. Like, (laughs) all of this works on Serena. I choose to believe that she uh, chose to go for one last bang before uh, confirming (laughs) if he's lying or not. (laughs) And uh, Priorities are in the right place. Yeah, let me uh, make sure that I uh, finish this one out before I confirm whether or not this will be happening again. (laughs) Just just takes roofies before sleeping with him also. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) To uh, simulate... She their first it. night together exactly um back to the jesus camp georgina is born again she's telling chuck all about her transformation what she does here it's a seven-day session all about forgiveness and at the end they put on a passion play uh, we've got to go to one of these camps brendan i can't wait i was gonna say uh, just kidding i would i would die i would be terrible uh, <laughs> chuck chuck's giving her props for getting all these jesus freaks to believe she's one of them so she doesn't have to go back to boot camp but uh she's claiming this is the real her and she wants chuck to believe that she's changed so what do you think brendan did georgina actually change or is this one of her classic schemes <laughs> this would <laughs> be crazy if like i i assumed that she has changed for now and she might change back at some point <laughs> just big by being near the city but that would be the funniest thing if she was putting on a ruse for months, hoping someone showed up to find her, so then she could trick them. Like, but just doing her own thing forever. Sometimes, so someone... sometimes you just have to start this That's game not knowing where con. it's gonna, not knowing how it's gonna play out. Yeah, some of the longest cons were started not knowing what the ending result was gonna be. She's but knowing there, it pay off no kept, like, This is gonna pay off eventually. I don't know how, but it's going to pay off. So. Chuck asks if she knows anyone named Gabriel Edwards, and Chuck says he claimed to have met Georgina the night she roofied Serena at Butter. Don't worry, though, because Georgina's been praying overtime for that one. And (laughs) Georgina backs up the story. They never went to Butter. Uh, They couldn't have. It was closed. Everyone's memory is so clear about that Uh. night that happened a year ago. And so this kind of corroborates the story. And now everything's kind of coming apart here. Poppy comes into Gabriel's room. Uh, They waste no time in celebrating. And at the same time, Chuck answers the phone, and it is Serena. She is on Blair and Chuck's side, finally, and knows that they were telling the truth. Interesting that Serena calls Chuck to tell this uh, information to, and not Blair. You'd think that she would call her best friend Blair, and not her stepbrother Chuck, but uh, it's Chuck that she goes to. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Chuck says they'll be there as soon as they can, but he looks up and sees that his limo is gone. How was Blair able to steal Chuck's limo? (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) She's very convincing. I guess so. Yeah, she flashed the charm, and this is the instant. Like, this, like I've said, this motif has been going along all episode with Gossip Girl. Don't know why she's forcing it, but this was the insane thing where Gossip Girl states here, and eventually a queen realizes that a dark prince has only one thing on his mind, and it ain't slaying dragons. So she takes her pumpkin carriage and goes back to the castle. What the hell does any of that mean? 
I can tell you. Austin it's called out Gossip Girl metaphors. last week. Yeah. Austin called up Gossip Girl last week for saying some insane things, and she is picking up right where she left off. <laughs> I have no idea. It's an interesting one. It's, it's just so, so much. Yeah. Poppy is uh, typing her uh, their new investors into the uh, spreadsheet. Spreadsheet says that Lily invested 150K, which is literally pocket change to her. So, again, mm-hmm. I really don't feel bad for any of these rich people. Yeah, losing that was just what was in her wallet at the party. It's yeah, literally she reached into her pocket and we're just like, Oh, is this good? 150,000? Yeah, all right, great, take it. <laughs> um, so she, um, Gabriel has a new voicemail from Serena that says she's coming back to the hotel room because they need to talk. And now Poppy wants to know, like, why the fuck she needs to come back. And Gabriel snaps at her and's like, You didn't do your research properly. Uh, I'm all for blaming Poppy, so I'm fine with this. And they go to leave, but there's a knock on the door and it is the <laughs> resident Dilf himself. He has brought his check in person. <laughs> This is my joke of the episode. Rufus is the joke of the episode. He's the joke of the series. <laughs> he's, he's been trying so hard to, to rack his brain about what he could possibly do to get Dan to yell. And then he gives his life savings to this guy. <laughs> he's like, here, here you go. It's in the middle of like putting their scam into a Google Sheet. <laughs> and he hands him a check. <laughs> hey, what do you have going on on the computer over there? <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, God. Poor poor Rufus. What a fucking idiot. Uh, yeah, coupled with Serena being like, hey, I'm coming to confront you on the millions of dollars doing? you've stolen. What is Serena, why, is Serena, why does Serena give them the heads up? If she just shows up, like Gabriel doesn't have time to leave, but she gives him the heads up saying, we need I, to talk. Yeah. I'm coming back. What that. is she thinking? Stay right where you are. I'm bringing the cops. <laughs> now they'll definitely stay. That only works with Nate. Only Nate stays where he is. Everyone else will actually do something proactive. So, speaking of Nate, Blair sees Nate. She sees the new apartment. Uh, she admits to making a mistake, and uh, Nate gets over it very quickly. So, Nate wants to show her around, but obviously what Chuck said has gotten to Blair because she asked Nate why he got the apartment and asked her to move in. And Nate comes clean. He was jealous, which uh, does make Blair realize that he doesn't actually trust her. And somehow Blair has come out as the good guy in all of this, and Nate is the one apologizing to her. So, great work on her part. Yeah, great work indeed. Honestly, like this could have easily been uh, Blair having to apologize, but Blair turns it around. Nate's the bad guy, and Blair comes out looking pretty good. Yeah, I think she really does, and she—I think for that reason, she has an overall good episode. It was a little bit shaky, um, but between her great quips and landing here, great job. Oh yeah. Chuck and Georgina are on a bench, and he gets a call from Serena, and Georgina says, oh, tell her hi for me. I have so much love in my heart for that girl. He's so funny. <laughs> like, what, whether, they, whether this is a bit or it's actually her, she is so funny. Like, that line, I need to start saying that line more. I have so much love in my heart for that girl. Like, saying it about specifically Serena, the girl she roofied the last time I hung out, <laughs> is so funny. Like, um, <laughs> so Ch- Chuck answers the phone. Serena says she's too late. The doors and closets are all empty, and he's gone. Uh, which, again, begs the question, why the hell did Serena text him and give him a heads up or call him or whatever she did? And in comes Poppy, uh, who says that he better not be gone because she just gave him half a million dollars. Brendan, did you take this at face value? That Do you think no. she was actually scammed or this is part of, this part is of part, the like she's in on it? Yeah, I thought that was pretty obvious until I was reading uh, reviews for this episode and someone was like, oh, wow, I guess Poppy got scammed by Gabriel as well. So I figured I'd ask you if that's how you interpreted no, it I, as well. I, I, I kind of assumed it was still part of their their plan. Yeah, 
and I think it was a great job doing some damage control. Like, I got to hand it to Poppy and Gabe. Pretty good backup plan here, especially for probably coming up with it on the fly. Poppy's pretending she also got scammed by Gabriel and that she gave him the half million dollars that she said. And I, I think Poppy pretending to not be in on it and also be a victim is uh, could be a really good play here for her. Yeah, they're born scammers. Really are. Yeah. You had the, the best of the best going against each other this episode. Absolutely. Um, so Rufus and Dan are going to have a chat. Dan is uh, very hungover right now. He's ready to accept that he's not going to be able to afford Yale. Uh, he starts saying he shouldn't even want to go to Yale. He's got into a lot of other great schools like NYU, who offers great financial aid. Just so, you know, I don't know. Do you think uh, possibly he will also be going to NYU or do you think still Yale? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. It depends how the scam goes overall. If they, they, they the money doesn't <laughs> go back to anyone. I, I, it seems by the end of this episode that Dan will definitely be going to NYU. And Rufus will have to move in with Lily because he's not going to have any money left. Dan might only be able to afford, like, a community college. <laughs> or, honestly, like, they might have so little money that they'll be in a much better tax bracket for financial aid. So he'll... Uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe uh, this actually works This will out. be what gets him into Yale. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> financial aid costs him. Like, you guys are so poor now. Please come to Yale. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Jenny comes in and she and Dan present Rufus with the ring that he was looking at earlier. And like, this was never going to be a thing because Rufus was completely against Dan getting a job to pay for his college. So he was never going to be fine with Jenny and Dan pooling their savings to buy him a ring. So, uh, they, they know him well because he, he says that they're an inspiration, but he's going to write them a check because uh, he can't have them paying for his ring. So, and, and they're very relieved because that, that's exactly what they wanted to have happen. Right. Yeah, Even well. though, again, it doesn't look like it was. Super expensive. It looked like it was a thrift store ring. Right. right. They, even Dan <laughs> says, uh, luckily, your your tastes are very modest. Yeah. And not, yeah. Again, he didn't say he wanted to buy this. He They just spotted him looking at the ring. Right. <laughs> but Rufus is actually here to deliver good news. If things work out the way he's hoping, uh, they'll be able to afford Yale. Um, <laughs> so it looks like Gabriel did take that check for him. So um, maybe Rufus won't actually be able to afford to pay his kids back for the ring. Yeah. Yeah, not ideal. <laughs> he comes in like, don't worry, invested money in a foolproof opportunity. Foolproof. <laughs> I'm going to triple my money. Gabriel said it. What could go wrong? <laughs> so uh, Georgina asks Chuck where his limo went, and he mentions that Blair must have taken it. And this gets quite the reaction of Georgina, who now wants to come to the city with him. She seems like startled by it almost. But when she says she wants to come to the city to talk to Blair with him, she really misses the city. We get a classic Gossip Girl end of episode abrupt music change. This really always gets me going. I am such a sucker for this move by them. Whenever they end the episode by giving us an abrupt music change, like, I get so pumped up. I, I don't I don't know how you didn't just go on to the next episode after this one. It's really hard to. Um, it's just like, what, what an ending for an episode of Gossip Girl. Introducing this character who's lost their fucking mind, who's already a crazy character before <laughs> they lost their mind, and now is going to the city. Let's Let's go see it. It's it's really it really it's really hard to see what happens to not see yes. what happens in the start of the next episode. So that is our episode. What happens next week? I, I'm very excited about Georgina. Not at all excited about Gabriel. But uh, how, how do these stories continue? Uh, yeah, it's weird. It almost feels like like I assumed this and what I assume remembering happens in the next episode was all in one episode. Uh, it feels almost incomplete. Yeah, def definitely. Yeah, that's, a, that's definitely true. Gonna... I feel like this one cut off, and I was like, "This, this it should be just like a two-part episode," just because it kind of is. Um, I don't know. They, they don't really give you any, any clues to what could happen now with uh, Gabriel and Poppy's ploy. Yes, this sure. what this definitely was a lot of setup for this episode. Um, where do you think that Blair and Nate are going to go? Do you think they are this this uh, whole lack of trust thing is enough to break them up? Uh, totally. Back to Chuck. 
According to the uh, tri trivia section in IMDb, the apartment that Nate buys for him and Blair is never seen or mentioned again Ooh, after this episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, buddy. So I guess a bad investment on Nate's part there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what what is your current prediction? Where Where is Dan going to college? I will. Oh, this is a really hard one. I don't know. Did, Scott, do you know what you thought at this point if, if he was going to stick with Yale or what was going to happen after this <laughs> this big drop of the check? I believe at this point I was still on, like, everything's working out, Dan's dream for Yale. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's okay. where I was. Yeah, I, I could agree with that. I think that's kind of where my head's at. No matter what happens here, they wouldn't take it away from, from Dan. He's done no wrong. It, it shouldn't be up to his stupid dad to get him into Yale. So right. I think they'll, they'll let him have it. Right. So let's get into some segments here. Of course, my favorite segment, user review of the week. Um, and again, we have our friend Lexa with the username main underscore 3103, and she gives the longest review. So instead of trying to skim through it this time, I just took three random paragraphs and hopefully they're good ones. She uh, gives it, only gave it a five out of 10. Oh. She titled it, Was That Georgina? So, look who's also back, Vanessa, only to confess to Dan about her mishap with Chuck, dot, 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 twice. She was seen nowhere around Chuck this episode, but we miss her last episode because she's been busy scanning for STD patches and ensuring her clean bill of health before she could drink all her sorrows away with her BFF, Dan. Do you blame her? After all, sleeping with Chuck did have his risk because of the many before Vanessa, many being an understatement. I wonder if Blair worried that much, though, dot, dot, dot. Wait, was that Georgina we saw all high-spirited and far-fetched? Maybe she was high, because that wasn't the Georgina we remembered. The next time I expect to see Georgina would be to watch her ruthless, savage, and unworthy ways to surface again, that it would just slap you in the face and we were slapped, but just too silly watching Georgina lather Chuck with an embrace. <laughs> Felt a bit of compassion towards Rufus, even though I believed he acted hastily. Investing into a sham without even finding out more concrete information about what he was investing into? Maybe he was just desperate. But still, even desperation has its price. Did I sense a shred of guilt when Gabriel took the cash from Rufus? So stealing from the rich is alright, but the not-so-fortunate you get a guilty conscience? Stealing is stealing no matter how you spin it. Unless you're a Robin Hood and you're good with a bow and arrow. Well, I am all for it. Smiley face. Extra <laughs> treats. So Nate is jealous of Chuck, eh? But how would he feel if he found out that Chuck slept with Vanessa? So what, buddy? Are you going to start sleeping with all my girlfriends now? Hmm. It's obvious the Chuck. <laughs> it's obvious the Chuck Blair roller coaster is still going on. This machine must wear out sometime. Blair afraid to travel by train. Hmm. Maybe she got too used to those limos. I mean, Chuck. At one point, I believe they were going to put Vanessa and Dan together. That would be something to talk about. And then she signs it, Lexa. She gives it three out of five stars and the grade of C. Again, with the, the three rubric grading system from Lexa. <laughs> Never going to get old of that. Um, this episode is titled The Wrath of Khan. Do you have any uh, predictions based on the episode title, Brendan? Khan is spelled C-O-N. The Wrath of Khan. Do we, do we know a Connor in this world? <laughs> um, we know Connor Paolo plays uh, Eric. Oh, it, it, that's got to be it. Much Eric's possibly. at the top of all this. This, uh, this <laughs> He's this the big scam. bad. <laughs> everything. Uh, the little blurb on HBO Max says, Blair pressures Georgina. Ooh. Short and sweet. I, am, I, I, didn't, I didn't love, I'll say I didn't like Georgina all that much when we first met her, but I'm excited to see what the hell is going on with her this time. Oh, yeah. And uh, let's get into some episode grades. I went first last week, so you can go first this week. Brendan, what are you giving the grade? This is a hard one. This, this is one of the more hectic Gossip Girl episodes we've had in a while, and this is uh, kind of one that you would want someone that hasn't seen the show to see if you were to point someone like, hey, this is like the, this is peak Gossip Girl in a way, but also uh, it's not like an A-grade episode for me only because uh, it's just so weird, 
and it, it is like so much setup, like we said earlier. So it doesn't feel like a complete episode because it's missing like the other half almost. Um, mm. So with all of that together, I want to give it like a B because I did. I really did enjoy it, and it was very chaotic and very funny, uh, and just just overall just interesting, and just like left, left me wanting more, especially after the classic Gossip Girl uh, ending that that they gave us. So a B, a B is will suffice. All right, Scally, what grade are you giving it? Right. Well, I'm like looking at this again. Like I said before, it doesn't feel super complete. I feel like if you look at these storylines of a decent amount of the main cast, like Dan and like Vanessa, if we're calling our main cast, but Jenny and uh, Nate, not like the most to do in this episode. So mm. it's not my favorite for them. I think ultimately I'm going to go with a C plus here. Oof. Scally with a C plus. <laughs> So a little lower than Brendan. I'm going to be probably the highest on this. This was an episode that mostly, like we said, sets up the end of the season. Still a really fun one, I thought, though. Uh, Still can't stand Gabriel. Still like Poppy. But I am a fan of all the scheming in the episode. And the scheming is really what takes up most of the episode. It really is only like one main story that kind of branches out a little into other sections, uh, which is great because that's what we're here to see. Uh, The Dan and Vanessa story is nothing. Chuck and Nate and Blair, uh, somewhat annoying, but also somewhat interesting to see. Blair had to choose between them. And uh, Serena, of course, is back to her stupid self. And who knows what's going on with uh, with the titular Gossip Girl and her voiceovers. Um, I, I think that this would be, you know, just above average, like you guys are saying, maybe in the, you know, C plus, B minus, B range. If not, Regina's all-star return performance. I think the last 10 minutes of this episode are so fun, and that's all to do with the newly transformed Jesus Freak Georgina. So she is going to be able to elevate this episode up to a B-plus for me. Wow. All right. Hashtag all right. JFG. What? Oh, yeah, JFG. Jesus Freak Georgina. <laughs> Jesus Freak Georgina. Uh, Brendan, who's your MVP of the episode? MVP um, is a tough one. I feel like no one fully wins this episode. Um so I, I might have to go with, oh man, I guess Georgina. I don't know. She she may be the most excited for, uh, for the next episode um, with everyone kind of leveling out for me and just being neutral. She was the, like you said, the, the best part of the entire episode. She she killed the last 10 minutes. She made me want to watch the next episode more than I ever have. Um, just She's just so bizarre. Great job. Bizarre, how bizarre job uh scally who's your mvp i'm gonna go blair here i feel like ultimately she's proven right (laughs) that there was a lot of scheming going on that she was right to distrust gabriel uh i think that she has a lot of funny lines in this episode and has two guys fighting over her so seems like a win true a great resume wow well, I am going to agree with Brendan. It's got to be newly transformed Jesus Freak Georgina. I was just praising her for single-handedly elevating this episode, and that's what an MVP does, whether she's playing the long con or if she's genuinely saved. She is so funny and quotable. Every single line she said had me smiling or laughing. Just can't get enough of her. She's only in like three scenes at the end of the episode, but she makes the most of them, and I think she's easily the best part of the episode. So she is my MVP. Uh, now let's get into the LVPs. Brendan, who is yours? LVP is another tough one because there's a clear loser in this episode being Rufus. Um, but he did make me smile more than anyone else in this episode because of his... his he was such a loser. He's just such a loser. Just, I just such want, a loser I, I was, came back around. Right. Georgina I loved uh, because she was just great, but I was laughing at Rufus out of pity. Um, 
So I will give it to Vanessa. She hasn't been here enough to <laughs> slam. And all she did was get slammed for no absolute reason. Just got drunk in Dan's house. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know why she was getting so drunk. Um, <laughs> so Something must have happened with Rufus. <laughs> I think so. He, re- he rebuffed one of her advances, probably. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So I will never be upset at a Vanessa LVP. Scally, who are you giving your LVP to? All right. I don't know if this is going to be allowed. Can I give it to George W. Bush? Whoa. For, uh... he's, he's, mentioned, he's mentioned in the episode, not by name, but uh, I'll allow it if Brendan will. <laughs> I'll allow it. All right. All right George, yeah. George W. Bush. Called, called a real dummy uh, in the episode. <laughs> really uh, screwed over Dan there in go. the episode as well. So Only I feel did. like, yeah, what a jerk. I got an that Probably yeah. the worst thing George Bush has ever done is <laughs> screw Dan out of going to college, I think. Although I have a feeling um, that uh, George W. Bush will end up being uh, net zero by the end of this season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. I see him getting an MVP somewhere along the lines. <laughs> So for my LVP, no surprise here, but it is between our usual suspects again this week. Rufus and Serena both get conned by Gabriel. I mean, Gabriel and Poppy both blow it like numerous times, but they're able to save themselves and actually did succeed in what they were trying to do. So Rufus, on the other hand, probably lost that last bit of money that he actually had. I'm going to give it to Serena, though. For the third week in a row, Serena gets my LVP because it's all her fault. She falls for Gabriel's bullshit immediately and continues to fall for him, even though he's saying insane things and there's a million red flags. If not for Serena, no one else loses their money and even when she does come around she still blows it by giving gabriel a heads up and giving him enough time to skip town so serena is struggling yet again and i'm going to give her another lvp so that is it for our segments uh scally i know you have yet another podcast that you have to record do you have time for lonely boys theater or do you have to go with this let's make it you can squeeze it in all right let's make it happen then You are now listening to Lonely Boys Theater. We have, uh, in the, the two quote pages that I just sent you, we have uh, two options for three people scenes. They're not very long scenes, uh, so that's good, I guess. There's the Jenny, Rufus, and Dan scene and the Blair, Nate, and Chuck scene. Uh, just pick one of them and we will do it. Well, the first one that comes Ooh. up is Jenny, Rufus, and Dan, so let's just do that one. Jenny, Rufus, and Dan, yeah, that's it. All right, so... Uh, not a very important scene, but it is a scene with three people in it, and that is the most important thing. So, uh, Scally, who do you want to be, Jenny, Rufus, or Dan? Ooh, uh, let me take uh, Dan here. All right. Uh, so, Brendan, you want to be your boy Rufus, and I'll be Jenny? Daddy help. Yeah. All right, great. So, I will start it with Jenny's line, and uh, here we go. What's with this newfound interest in antiquing? I'm just stimulating the economy by rewarding my fantastic kids. And it so happens that the gallery was a great investment. It's listing for three times what I paid for. You didn't get soaked when the real estate bubble burst? Well, it's not as much as I would have gotten at the top of the market, but I'll be able to send you both to school and have a little breathing room to figure out what I'm going to do next. Considered cooking classes? I mean, even I'm getting tired of your waffles, Dad. Not cool. I sometimes make chili. Not cool. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that looks a little we... delicate for your big hand. Yeah. <laughs> Don't give me I'm glad we did. Hot shot. <laughs> I'm glad we did go over that scene because uh, his Geller was only listing at three times what he paid for it. He did not sell it for three times what he paid for it, which <laughs> yep. makes this even more absurd that he just assumes that he has all this money. This is really now. funny. 
I also glad yeah. we all did it like a very we read that all very sitcom-y. Great, great job, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like though that there's no offers at three times the value of what you paid. So no one's buying it. Don't even bother like dropping the price at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Rufus is an idiot. <laughs> um, uh, um that's it for the segments. Uh another great job. The only thing we have less is of course some plugs but first scally thank you again thank you, thank for you, thank uh you. really for filling in and being able to squeeze this in before you uh record another podcast uh so would you like to plug that podcast and any others that you might be doing i would well first of all thank you for having me here even as an alternate always fun um i would like to plug i'm about to talk about love island usa it moved over to peacock this season it's been a lot of fun uh talking about that with kirsten over on the uh wrap-ups also jumping in on big brother here and there talking about uh the actually wednesday night's episode this week so uh if you're watching big brother also over on rhap and then uh my finally regular uh podcast at least is talking about the Challenge USA that's on CBS right now. Ton of fun. Talk about that with Matt Ligori over on the Dom and Colin podcast uh, for anyone who wants to check that out. Scally and Ligori doing some some great work covering the challenge. Uh, I enjoy those podcasts every week. Uh, Brendan, what, what do you want to plug? Um, well, also quickly, if Scally, you have to go, you can head out now. You don't have to listen to us plug stuff. So thank you again for being <laughs> here so much. All right. I will uh, thank you again. Thanks, Scally. Bye. Bye-bye. Um, but yeah, I, I just wanted to make sure he had he had didn't feel like he had to listen to me <laughs> plug the same shit that he listens to every week. Just wanted to make sure Scally was out of here so we didn't have to fucking deal with his shit. <laughs> fuck anymore. Yeah, dude. Fuck, fuck that guy Scally. That guy is not really cool. <laughs> <laughs> not cool. I make chili too. <laughs> uh yeah, I, I just gonna plug the usual. Uh, listen to the Happy Boys. Uh, listen to this show. Uh, we've been actually killing it in the ratings with the Lonely Boys lately. I don't know what's been going on, but hey. we're, we're starting to get slightly more popular. Maybe people are <laughs> things are really coming into high gear at the end of season two. Um, so who knows? Maybe people like these episodes a lot. Uh, but I mean, like the the series Gossip Girl. These episodes they don't like us. They just like like hearing about the show. I know. I mean. Yeah, of course. Which is a big part of it. Oh, my sure. thoughts. But so thanks for everybody supporting us. Um, if you want to continue supporting us in more than just uh, the free feed way, you can listen to me and Gagan cover the OC over on Patreon. Check that out. I think we have four episodes up. You can pay $3 and get four episodes of great content, which are usually, knowing us, you probably get a, a good two hours an episode. Hey. So that's pretty good if you, if you ask Instead me. of, you know, just cut out, instead of buying that avocado toast that the millennials always <laughs> love buying, just to... <laughs> I uh, buy some Patreon instead. Right? Not too bad. Yeah, so check yeah. all that out. Otherwise, um, I don't have anything too important going on because like we've been talking about to our lovely fans, we've had a very, very busy summer. So hopefully we can kind of get back Got to it, with the help of Great Scally here today. Um, so we're going to do our best to now, again, be regular, regular weekly, especially now we're going to be towards the end of the season. We can kind of get back on track with probably another um, movie recap to split up the season two and three. Yes. And this was literally the only time this week that me and you were both available. Yeah. And luckily, Scally was also able to. Uh, Amazing. And right before he had to record another podcast as well. Yeah, really good. Oh, yeah. So I should just say, I always forget to do this part. Um, listen to us on Patreon at uh, the Happy Boys. No, patreon.com slash the Happy Boys pod. 
I just forget to you say that part. Have... I was going to repeat it, but my mind just shut down. So I, I, <laughs> I I'm assuming they got it when you said it. Yeah, I tried. Have a, have a, have a... I, just, I tried, but I just, I just couldn't do it. Patreon.com slash the Hoppy Boys pod. Got it. Okay. So, watch Saved by the Bell reboot, of course. Um, I was just listening to uh, the last episode of The Choir Room, actually. I'm almost very, uh, almost all caught up with that great podcast starring wow. Matt Ligori and Amon Adwin. Um, so, I, I mean, I wasn't going to plug it, but hey, I guess I could hey. plug that as well. But uh, Ligori also brought up the Saved by the Bell reboot in that. So I was very, very happy that it was getting a plug on another podcast. <laughs> uh, we are slowly but surely going to save this uh this show, even though that episode was from four months ago, that's besides the point. Anyway, speaking of Ligori, he'll be very happy that this episode will be under two hours. Thank God yeah, we had to go a little fast. <laughs> get, <laughs> to get, get, yeah, and you know what? I think I can. So, <laughs> I'm going to plug a movie that I saw today because I celebrated Movie Tuesday without you today because uh, you were at work because we had to do this podcast. Yes. Right, I, honestly, right now, so you're, I know you're going to say, obviously, because I, I read your tweet. I'm a little upset that you liked the movie so much because I didn't realize you were going. I was like, oh, shit, he doesn't work during the week any, like during the day anymore. It's fucked mm. up. He left without me and didn't tell me he was going to do oh, this. Listen, I wouldn't have been able to do anything about it, but I was sad panicked. that you liked this movie so much. So tell me about it. Panicked because it wasn't in the movies the first week. Last week it was in the movies, but we saw Nope instead. And this week, the only time it was playing today was 11.55 a.m. So I was like, oh, oh boy, wow. this is on its way out already. I better see it right now at 11.55 a.m. And let me tell you, I'm glad I was by myself because I was sobbing the whole oh, time. I was... I, my face was leaking tears. The like from beginning to end, the movie it was so That's heartwarming. I read a review that called it uh, poignant, profound, and utterly heartwarming, and I couldn't agree more. It was, of course, Marcel the Shell with shoes on, and I gotta say, it's gonna be tough competing with uh, everywhere, everything, everything, everywhere, all at once for not only best movie of the year, but best movie ever because that. Oh man, so wow. good, so <laughs> fantastic, that is an incredible rave. I didn't expect it to be that good. I thought it'd be like I thought it'd definitely be charming. And give you it's very uh, charming. A, a it was just so nice. There, but that, that's it was so nice. An insane rave. So I, I can't maybe I'm overhyping it, but I I that's maybe okay. it was maybe I just needed a heartwarming story today. But it was right. oh man. So so everyone I'll, I'll definitely miss it in theaters, but uh, okay. whenever it comes, hopefully it'll come to video soon. Sure, it will at at some point. Um, and then uh, what uh, what uh, have you listened to uh, Beyonce's new album? Um, no, I've never been a big Bay Bay boy. Oh God, the beehive is gonna come for us now. Yeah, I don't know. Edit I, that part out. Don't edit, edit that out. <laughs> I don't, she never did it for me. I, I like that one album that has love on top, and uh, ever since then I've kind of dropped off. The last thing we need is the hive after us. I you gotta, know. you gotta edit that out. It's oh, good. I've been listening good. to it. I've been listening to it since Friday. It's good. I've been more listening. I, I think I texted you about this band uh, a few weeks ago, maybe. But Beach Pony just came out the new album, and it is the best thing that's come out for me since uh, Red last year you tell me about that and yeah, i need to really put that on my list but also maggie rogers just came out with a new album that i haven't listened to yet but i'm assuming it's really that, good actually and i uh you, I thought it was, was it good because right. I, I liked their their first two singles that came out i don't singles it's, it's a classic thing where the singles are the best part of the album um, really well maybe you'll anyway. appreciate maybe among more re-listens you'll start to appreciate the other track. I, that's what i hope I, I'll, I'll definitely go back to it it's, it wasn't bad enough to not come back to but i won't be returning to it before i listen to more beach money mm -hmm. first also watched the and we are going to drag this plug section out 20 minutes <laughs> really I, I also watched the uh the hbo max judd apatow directed george carlin documentary oh, I the wanted two part to see that it is so good oh, i man. not that, i mean i'm already overhyping things by saying marcel lachelle with shoes on was one of the best movies i've ever seen in my life but the george carlin may be one of the best documentaries i've ever seen which is a much wow. lower bar because documentaries aren't you know 
like the, at the top yeah. of the list and things I love. Yeah. But they, I mean, it was so good. And I'm glad it was two parts because there was That's just right. so much stuff that they were able to fit in. And oh my God. And I've, I've always loved George Carlin ever since we were young tykes and I, yeah. I and we watching YouTube videos of him like in middle school. But, uh, you know, there was so much I didn't know about him that I was able to, uh, learn from this documentary and also so many of his jokes that i was familiar with that uh you know they go over in this document so it's just man really good that's great to know i, I was recommended to it um by my coworker, and i, I was i've always planned on watching it but I, I can't really get to read on that coworker. and like if i would like the same things as him i, I always did like george carlin especially because of a friend of the show nick zumple was a huge fan Zumpel, of yeah yeah that's um, I was always, that's I was so I, I, if anything i just i just like watching documentaries about people that i like even if it is like a documentary that like today's kind of documentaries are documentaries made by the people themselves. So it's not really like a true documentary because it's right. just like them kind of promoting themselves. So this one right. yeah, yeah, yeah. is one that is actually like the guy's dead. So he can't promote himself anymore. So it must be pretty good. <laughs> it's George Carlin's American dream on HBO max. Very good. Uh, besides all that, let's actually finally get out of okay. here. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Matty fresh 24. You can follow Brendan at Ruppy puppy. You can follow, uh, his other podcast, The Hoppy Boys, at The Hoppy Boys Pod. And you can come back and listen to another episode next week where we will have another guest and we will be breaking down season two, episode 23, The Wrath of Khan. But until then, you know you love us. XOXO, Lonely Boys. Lonely boys.